going far away In my old common labor shoes I turned the world all which way Just because you ask me to Like unto no other Okay, you guys got tiny dicks. If you Why? can't be quiet for 10 seconds at the beginning of the episode, what are you doing? It's, it's such podcasting. a simple request. Podca- you, you talk. That's that's what podcasting is, is <sighs> you talking into a microphone. I Wait, know. are you serious? There's not I've been doing it wrong podcast. this entire time. <laughs> I've been sitting here quietly for 200 episodes. Listen, we do I a, didn't know when to start. We do a fucking cultured show here and we just sit in silence, okay? This is a good This start. isn't one of those yelly boy podcasts. Yelly we boy. Sit in this silence. Is so soft. That's a thing. That's the, that's the thing people do. A yelly like, boy. I want to hear is cool that, guys yelling each other for four hours. Jim Anger's argument corner, that <laughs> that kind of podcast. Do you guys both have different blankets? Because they look very his, yeah, uh, they are different. Slightly, different. slightly off. Yeah, his is actually, I think his is just upside down. What an idiot! Inside out. What a dumbass version. Still it's feels like really comfortable. This guy's thirty years old. Can't even put a blanket on. <laughs> I'm a fucking baby. <laughs> There's only one way to wear a blanket. Oh, it's watch out! Does if it. he covers you with the blanket, it's gonna be upside down. Pigs in a blanket. You're gonna get the. You're gonna get the rough part. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Horrible Podcast, where we like to bring you uniquely face value reviews of horror movies. Uh, I'm Devin. Psych. What? Oh yeah, Psych. you're right. This week. You're right. This week's a little different. <laughs> this month is different. Uh, I'm Devin here with the coast. This one is going to be a little different. This week, um, we're doing an episode that uh, is full of movies that I picked because this month is a different month altogether from our podcast. Yes, of course, we're still horror boys. Don't worry. We still do horror movies. This month, though, we're going to each dedicate a week to each other and have three movies that are pretty really sweet. <laughs> this week, we just <laughs> laud him and we just Absolutely. wave fronds no, and we Devin's feed him buddy. Next week. No, no. I, I picked three movies this week, and then uh, throughout the month, we'll get movies from Bloodster, Dylan, and Manton, of course, as well. And these don't have to be horror movies. Um, but the fun of this is maybe you'll find some some elements. Maybe you'll find some some reasoning to why someone like me, who's a big horror boy, might like these movies. Because I feel like you could argue all three of them have certain elements that, that, that work with the genre. Tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, The Truman Show, Heat, and uh, Hell or High Water. Those are the three movies I picked, and then next week I don't know who we're doing, but we're gonna do each other me. for sure. We're all gonna do. We'll find out what he does. We're all doing we'll Blitzer next later. week. I picked alive three times. Yep. <laughs> oh boy! And we'll, I mean, we're we gonna, would have to do it. Blitzer's gonna announce his three picks he next would week. Too. And of course, don't worry, uh, all you horror buffs out there, we're gonna be doing horror movies next month. Of uh, like per usual. Honestly, I might pick a horror movie anyway. But New Year, Man new can't thing. decide. He can't I mean, yeah. commit to three of his favorite movies. New Year, new thing all, going on. Almost all my favorite movies are horror. Sure, it's a problem, and that's fine. In January, uh, it's going to be a month dedicated to our favorite movies, so you get to know a little bit more about each one of us. And again, I picked Truman Show, Heat, and Hell or High Water. I'm Devin, again, here with the co-host, Bloodster. That's me. What you are pointed your to me again. You keep doing I, that. Because I have to avoid no, the I, microphone. He was, no, he was pointing to Bloodster. I was pointing to Bloodster. I, 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 I have to avoid the microphone and not hit it. Last week was really bad. He was looking at Dylan. And then last week was terrible, answer, yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't here last week. Wait, but, what? The week we, before, we just whatever. imagine that you were doing anyway, whatever those weeks we did. You know? We sat in silence waiting for you to kind of host the podcast. And talk about didn't do talk it. about what you think about this weird monthly or this month theme, theme we got going on. Oh, I've been looking everything. forward to this for it's the moment been, we decided I it. I think, I think you and I were talking about it before we we pitched it or something. Yes, I remember yeah. there was like a weird think tank going on, and uh, I just I've been I've been getting a little run down with horror lately. I'm looking to to liven it up and switch it up. Um, not that I don't love horror, but. I find there's so many times outside of the cast where I'm like, 
I don't want to sit down and watch another movie just because I'm like, I've done three this week or four. Whatever. Yeah. So it's good. It's definitely good to look at some new stuff. And then plus, this is like a great excuse, like Devin was saying, that we can make each other watch stuff that maybe we yes. haven't seen yet, right? That, like, was, the, instance, that was probably the main crux of it, you know, actually. Uh, Manton hadn't seen Heat. I can't remember if Dylan, you'd nope. seen Dylan it. Dylan hadn't uh, seen it. That's right. It was your first time. And I, had, I hadn't seen Hell or High Water, and you've been talking Nobody about had. it. Nobody had. Nobody had seen that. And yet. I'd never seen Truman Show, didn't know shit about Neither it. And so too. I was excited to just see some new movies that you know you guys like. So And that's kind of the idea, too, is like we all, of course, have favorite horror movies, and the, 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 the thing is, we've all seen each other's favorite horror movies. Yes, that's just have. the way it's going to yeah. work. With I can podcast. rattle those off. And then yeah. when we came up with this episode, I was like, well, I don't know. Oh, exactly there's a lot of movies. You still haven't seen Wicker Man, though. That's true. Uh, that's no, unacceptable. There's a lot of that non-horror a movies that we are also favorite, and we haven't got each other's seen. So Dylan also, of course, has some coming up soon. What yeah, do you think about Believe it? it or not, years before I started watching horror movies, I watched other movies, too. What? Uh, and it really doesn't happen much anymore. Were you a buff uh, back then, or no? No, God, no. Now I am. But that's the podcast. Since we've seen like uh, nearly a thousand, maybe more uh, horror movies since we started doing this, it is nice to get a little bit of a, a change of pace. And uh, I apologize to our, our horror buff uh, listeners, but also like you fucking like movies. So yeah. get over it. Like, right. we're going to be talking about movies that you might also enjoy. Absolutely. I, I hope you I hope you can get some recommendations here because we're all trying to pick stuff that other the other boys, at least one of them hasn't yes. seen. Mm-hmm. So we're surprising. That's, something, that's the idea, um, which which I'm eager for, because, you know, I, I didn't watch heat specifically because it's like two and a half fucking hours. And I was like, when am I going to nope. fit this into yeah. the other shit I got to watch for the podcast? So thank you. Now you have to. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Uh, and, and again, I, I think that listeners, you're going to realize that there's a lot of horror adjacent movies that are going to be presented in this this month all I think, movies are a horror movie if you try hard enough uh, uh, sure i agree we'll go with that man, or under the right conditions man what do you think about this yeah it's it's uh it's been pretty exciting to like hear your all's picks and everything i'm having a hard time picking my own but um just in the meantime you've been anguishing over it i have been yeah in the in the meantime though i've kind of been just watching like a lot more movies in general like you yeah. know obviously the cast movies but We've been the last few weeks. We've been watching so many good movies. We've we been did, hashtag blessed. We have uh, Dylan and I went and saw the new Spider-Man, which Dude, is, is insanely, insanely good. good. Yeah. If I had seen that, uh, <laughs> like in 2018, that would have been one of my top. If it not, would have been my top probably. Yeah. Um, and I've also weirdly, I, I've been I've been feeling more motivated to watch horror stuff as well, just because I've Always. been splicing in these yeah, other things too. Sure. So. And and another another thing is I watched a horror movie like a week or two ago that I wish I would have watched that one in 2018 also so I, I'm I'm excited that? what was that well, well, well maybe that'll be one of my Ooh. picks oh okay I mean hey you're you're fucking preaching the choir last night I ended up just kind of revisiting Sicario and nice. um and Mission Impossible Fallout two of my favorite movies of all time at this point and Sicario will come up again because it's written by Taylor Sheridan who did Hell or High Water as well. Uh, one of my favorite writers, quickly becoming my favorite writer currently in Hollywood. He's a fantastic writer. Um, we'll talk about him soon, but not yet. I want to talk uh, first off about the Truman Show. That's the first one we watched together this week. Am I am I correct when I say that? You were right. Yes. Yes. We watched. Uh, we watched the all Tru- these together. Right? We did watch all mm-hmm. one together, didn't we? That was probably my favorite thing about that's this nice. week. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. very. Nice. Oh, sorry, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I was going to do a, little, a quick little Borat reference, but that's not cool. Sorry, that's not very system. funny. Go ahead. That's uh, very nice. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the Truman Show. Uh, I will quickly uh, say why I chose this. This is a movie that I've, I've classically liked since it, it came out. It came out in the late '90s, I believe. '98. I want to say '98. Yeah. Um, and it and it just stuck with me. It came out uh, at the at the peak of of, of um, reality TV. When it's around the same time as Ed TV. Which well, sure. Is, uh, is the, TV, what is Ed? Ed TV, TV is a, a Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Woody the comedy version, like the straight comedy version. Yeah, they try to do the same kind of thing. Is, but, it, is that the one that has um? What what does the cover look like? Uh, just all the four of them. Oh, never mind. Just them on TV. 
but this this is um uh, this came out at the at the height the peak of like reality TV with Survivor and and real world and, mm-hmm. and shit like that mm-hmm. where and, and and the movie kind of opened up by saying like people are bored with normal TV now they need to fucking see real life so that's a big part of this movie but this is uh just a very formative movie it was also a movie that that really struck me because I've always been a fan of Jim Carrey as most like 90s 80s kids will be because you grew up watching those Already movies then. exactly uh, you see your Ace Ventura movies and um etc etc and then you see him do one of his first if not his first major dramatic role and you realize holy shit this guy can actually fucking act uh and and does he ever in in truman show and then there on after uh, and maybe now he's as woke as as anyone our boy <laughs> jim carrey love him to death um but I mean that that's the, basically it. I grew up watching it, and I and I can't find myself. So it's just, like a childhood favorite. It is, and, I, and but I can't find myself st- stop watching it either because it's right. one of those movies that I'll put on when, when you I'm go going to, to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. probably seen it thirty, forty times. There's, now. there's a line wow. in the film that they yeah. someone even mentions that they're like, "Oh, I put on the Truman Show when yeah. I go to bed." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's very funny. And, so and again, this movie this movie is very meta. I'm a Truman head, and also has maybe one of the best soundtracks, if not my it's favorite so soundtrack good. I've ever yeah. heard, which is both done by Philip Glass, who famously did Candyman on this podcast, not on this podcast. We talk about it Impressive. on his podcast. Uh, he does Candyman, but also who's the other guy? Some other dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, the it's other like, it's Rick Hart. It's not the dude I thought it was. It's oh, it is Rick Hart something. Rick well, well, that guy fucking rips ass too because it's an incredible soundtrack, uh, and that's also why I'm, uh, I'm super into it. But Dylan, uh, you're the first person I recommend this to. I think years ago. Yeah, and I didn't watch it until Megan made me because yeah. she like you pretty much has the exact same yeah. you know, background with this one. It was one of those movies that she saw as a kid and had a lasting impression. I yeah. think probably fits along the lines of like one of those first, you know, capital G good movies that you yeah, see yeah, 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 at, right, a, at a young age yeah. and you're like, oh, I like movies now. Yeah. Um, Except for me, I missed the boat. And I didn't see it until I think last year. She, yeah, yeah. she sat me down and showed it to me, uh, but I watched it again with the boys uh, this week. Truman Show revolves, as Devin kind of mentioned, about rolls around Jim Carrey as uh, Truman Burbank, who is uh, a guy uh, who lives in a kind of Americana ass, you know, town that's modern, kind of 50s ass, yeah, uh, yeah. but it's also fake because. Literally everybody in uh, the the town that he lives in, which is Seaport, Sea Haven, Sea Haven, yeah, uh, is an actor. They are all uh, part of the Truman Show, and he is the only one who does not know that he is on TV in what's essentially the world's biggest soundstage. Yeah, uh, as he's being directed, or everybody else is really, uh, by a guy named Christoph, played by Ed Harris, who is kind of a visionary director uh, who does the show that is on twenty four seven, three sixty five since Truman was a baby. Um, and one day a uh, stage light falls into his yard and he starts having a suspicion that the things around him might not be as real as he once accepted them to be mm-hmm. and maybe look for more. And that's true. I forgot about the stage light. For some reason, I thought the first thing that made him triggered was when he saw his dad who he thought was dead. I forgot about That's kind of the big emotional one. Yeah. It does. It does kick off very quickly. And I can imagine yeah. and I can understand why as an audience, especially when this came out, you might not know what the fuck you're getting into and like, oh, that's weird. Just, a light just came off of something. It looks right. like a satellite almost. It, well, and then the radio yeah. comes and on and says say like, it, yeah, yeah, there's an airplane flew by or a spacecraft and they, they're covering it up yeah. I, I i will say like when i first kind of uh just through osmosis i guess i've always thought that what this movie is is sort of like a mind fuck thing where it's like 
you don't know going into the film that he's on, on a television mm. show but the very first moments no, of the no, film yeah, they they're just like quick. hey he's just on a tv show but he doesn't know that and that's kind and of and also it kind of opens up in a similar way to something like wnuf where it doesn't open the credits with the actual director or the actors it opens mm. up with saying, yeah. sort of like you're watching the truman you're show. watching the truman show yeah. it's directed that's by cute. chris top it's the, like so it doesn't open up with literal credits which is really interesting it kind of throws you right in there again very kind of a, one of the first meta movies yeah in this kind of i, uh, I kind of like how you get into it without them like oh, like showing their hand immediately mm-hmm. because uh for some for some reason somehow this movie missed me and i never knew anything about it i didn't know jim carrey mm-hmm. was in it really i didn't i literally knew shit about this movie. i think for my part it was easy to dismiss it as a not good movie because the concept could be done like an right. ed oh, tv yeah. where it's like oh here's a broad comedy about a guy who's on a reality show right what and, do you fucking do he farts on the camera and right? as, yeah. as much it's as i love that. jim carrey yeah. i feel like he, he's kind of like uh he can be too much at times yeah. right oh, put for in, sure put it like he's like a nick cage you put him in the wrong movie and he just he just he sticks out too much, but in this movie, I have to say it was perfect. I mean, oh, yeah. it's really good casting. You you can tell that Jim Carrey is just he's just doing his own thing. He's just trying to stay hinged, and he just doesn't fit in in this world. And it makes perfect sense because he yeah. literally has no business being in this town. I, I like Jim Carrey the best when he's kind of being broken down in some way, oh, whether yeah. it's like utter sadness or just insanity him trying to figure everything out and he goes through the range of it in this yeah, one, which yeah, is, yeah. this is absolutely i mean we've come to accept jim carrey as not just a comedic actor oh, but yeah, at one point yeah. he was crawling sure. out of a rhino's yeah. asshole like this guy <laughs> yeah. i mean i was seeing that again but, the yeah. rubber-faced fart smith to steal a line from uh from the onion like this is the guy that america loved for that and to see right. him do this even now is kind of uh, enlightening it's refreshing like, this guy's got some fucking range and he's, he starts as playing kind of a goofy and he really plays a goofy character throughout yeah but it's it, what if a, a lovable like actual goofy person yeah had to deal with this stuff right. he's not unbelievable the uh the tone of this is interesting too because i i expected this to be a little bit more on the comedy side and that's not just because of uh the fact that jim carrey's right. in it but it's just the that's vibe the tone of it to, the tone to of it with, yeah well, I, I think i think all around the tone is somewhat of a comedy but i think that like you couldn't really call it a comedy. I'm not sure exactly what you would call this. Dramedy. Yeah, I think, yeah. think drama is a good a good point. Like I, I think that you know talking you know further about what man's like speaking to there is is that the the whole town wants you to have this lighthearted experience. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a fucking television show. It's around but, the same time as Pleasantville, it's kind of along. Those yeah, lines. It, fe- it feels like that. And then, but at the same time, Jim Carrey he it almost like right as this happens, he gets this like urge or uh, like I guess he starts thinking about well what. You know what it what else is out there right he's never left this town and it starts to make you wonder you know like has he ever even tried to leave before what would happen if he did they they show some uh flashbacks which obviously they conveniently have readily available because yeah, it's, all, it's all on film as hell i didn't think about that yeah uh so you know and even in the context of people there's like a, a truman show diner where everybody hangs out and they kind of like make bets on what they think is going to happen so in the TV show itself, it kind of flashbacks, uh, flash flashes back to yes. uh, mm-hmm. a part when he was a kid where he's talking about how he wants to be an explorer and he's talking about all his dreams. And this, <laughs> this is so where it sad. starts to get like kind of sad and, and kind of fucked up because everybody around him has to co- like constantly convince him that's a terrible idea. Like, you know, whether that's like uh, newspapers that say like Europe, who cares? Yeah. Haven's great. And, so you know, they have to funny. constantly... Uh, it's also convince him that he doesn't and they're like gaslighting him constantly yeah it's darkly funny too you see like uh, they'll be like hey Truman check out the, the headline uh, <laughs> Sea Haven's now voted 10 years in a row best city on earth yeah. <laughs> why would you ever want to leave <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that the, yeah. that, that tone is, is so unique to this movie too that it is a deeply sad movie but it's yes. also really really uplifting at the yeah, same time and I think the way both. that they, they, they do that is just masterful I think the, the their key you know 
or, or the ace up their sleeve is uh, Laura Linney in this She's as incredible. his wife who uh, has just a, a dynamite scene where he starts to confront her That's about the best some of the stuff and yeah. she's like yeah. trying to edge in product oh placements as God, that cocoa can was her, so, her job but she's also so she's good, losing yeah. it as an actor and she's trying to keep it together as his wife and like trying to keep him in his place but you you can tell even that everybody involved kind of roots for this guy to be more oh and, and that, do that's more. right it doesn't Perry, feel cynical but right. it just that, feels like they're doing their job that scene comes off or that exact moment comes off the heels of him saying something very dark like why are you into me you i can i know you can't even stand me it's a very yeah. dark moment yeah. when he's clearly about to snap and when she does that his reaction is as good as any i've ever seen in any movie that whole scene is where he's just like who the hell are you talking to like yeah. what are you doing she's like holding up the uh yeah. basically oval teen you know? yeah exactly right. it's, it's oval teen he's basically. like who are you talking to how about you have some Mococo? And he's just Who like, I, I lost it that scene. That was a great, yeah, that was that, a great point because yeah. before and after it's just so dark and, and it just yeah. like really brings you into their relationship. One thing that surprised me a lot about this movie is despite how old it is, uh, this came out in the 90s, right? Nine, 98. Yeah, 98. Despite how old this is, and you know, it, basically the question here is it's like an office space. What if you just did the same thing every single day for the rest of your life? It's really sad, right? Yeah. This is the shit we all do. We all live with it. But I, it's so interesting to me that I've never really I feel like I've never seen a movie quite like this yeah, because it basically t- it takes that question that a hundred movies have done before but just has a slightly different spin and almost you know what if the world was manufactured around you to put you into this yeah. and it makes it it takes that question about what would you do if you could do anything or you know would you go to work every day and you know die like that right it takes that question and just takes a little bit further so it's just, it's just a it's whole other dynamic to to know that he's got an audience and yeah. and it really does like without this movie i don't want to th- you to think that this movie is like super meta or anything but like no. you as an audience start to feel uncomfortable with oh, the movie yeah. too like just the idea of well i'm fucking watching truman i'm watching people watching right truman. right right I, am i like implicit like am i complicit in this like do i have a part in this and i think that especially really lands with uh, uh ed harris's scenes as the director who like he's an interesting character because he's he's really uh, he's like steve jobsy he's real steve jo- yeah that's that's kind of the vibe like that a priest going Jobs. for it's good he's real steve jobsy real kind of up his own ass and real like, yeah but he's devoted he's to truman in a different way oh every, everybody is that's that's the, the good it's, thing about truman cool. that's one of the complex and cool uh important smart things about this movie is everybody is into Truman in a certain way. They're Even, all rooting for there, him. They like, root yeah. for him, but yeah, they want kind to of root. a villain, but not exactly. They want to root for him to be that hamster in that well, fucking wheel. Because that's what they're comfortable. Down with, to his right? like yeah. his best friend. There's a great moment. God, that w- scene on the when they're dock, talking around the dock, the and and Kristoff is making his best friend tell him like, "Listen, I'm not in on this because there is no this. There is no it. There, there's nothing going on." And you can see the actor is breaking down mid quote because he's having to tell his actual best friend because. Fake or not, that's he's his hunt- life. Right, yeah, that's that's his life too. Like he's he's telling him, "I'm not lying to you. The last thing I'd ever do is lie to you." Is the quote he says, and it's really interesting because you're like, "This dude is 100 percent lying to him." We know this; yes. he's being fed lines, but we also know this guy only knows Truman as his best friend. Yeah. So it's a really it's it, it so sad. introduces and fleshes out very complex, interesting concepts in that uh, realm. I, I think, like we mentioned too, one of the other really strong points of the movie that all ties back into that is the soundtrack, which is just dynamite oh and. And kind of unlike anything else, it is very much Philip Glass. You can tell that by listening to it. And it's almost like they're like, what if Danny Elfman was good? Like, what if yeah. he did a good Danny Elfman <laughs> soundtrack? Damn. Um, well, but it, it hits that like Americana, yeah, like kind of yeah, like Pleasant yeah, yeah. Bill so sort of vibe. But too. it's so yeah, dynamic and 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 swelling and uplifting. It doesn't feel cheap ever. It, it fits the movie no, no. pretty well, I think, because and I think good Danny Elfman is, is perfect because it's like Danny Elfman has that like kind of zany quality. And, yeah, I, and I don't I don't dislike it necessarily, but it you know it's it, it denotes a certain tone to the film. Whereas with this, like this fits the tone of the movie 
movie perfectly because it's kind of hard to describe. It's kind of hard to like. It's amorphous. It doesn't. It and and, and, it's, and it especially goes back to what Brandon said about this movie kind of feels unique. It's like the premise itself maybe it necessarily isn't, and you know things like this have been done. Yeah. But I've never seen a movie that has this exact tone. Yeah. It, it there's, really there's feels so many like its different own thing. pieces that make this movie. Like if you were to say, oh, it's a movie Jim Carrey, like that would only give you a piece, yes, right? Exactly. If you say this is the movie with the Philip Glass soundtrack, yes, okay, well that give yes. you a piece. If you say it's about this you know, is the funny like movie. Office Space, right? There's so many elements of this movie that you've seen before, but they come together in a really interesting way, mm-hmm. and like it's. I, I didn't even think about the soundtrack, you know, except when you guys would bring it up because it was just so integrated, right? There was never yeah. a point where it called a ton of attention to itself. It just was just there. Well, it it felt right. the, the heavy lifting too. I think one of my favorite scenes in this is where Truman is starting to realize what's going no, on. I wanted to bring that up as he was it saying that. It pans out in this like like helicopter shot, basically of yeah. him in the square, like the town. That's square, one of my favorite movie looking scenes. Looking around ever. him, and the the the, the mu- music is swelling. Yes, everybody's going about their their daily business, and only Truman is yeah. different. And it just it just nails it as he's just for honestly like three minutes just walking around. Just as Blooster was talking and saying that I wanted to say the exact same thing. Yeah. A and I wanted to request because this is my episode. I can request this. I want that song to be the opening or the, <laughs> the or the, the ending. What an it's overlord! It's, it's, it's very bassy. It's just like boom, 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 boom. It's like an incredible orchestral. Uh, uh, soundtrack as he has his major epiphany and you see him stop a bus you see him stop a car and kind of look around and, and like know for sure that that scene legit is That's one really of my good. favorite scenes of in, in like cinema history and Jim wow. Carrey just fucking nails it oh he nails it it's, he's it, very very good at it starts movie. off um, with him in his car and he hears the radio bug out and, and they can, they're following him and he like almost hits a lady and then he gets out and then he like sees every, like somebody check their watch and start walking the whole scene is a, a master class. And for me, again, one of my favorite of all time. I will remind you, Manton, because I, I really do want to hear that one. That, that's one of my favorite songs in the movie. That in uh, Truman Sleeps, with the, which is Philip Glass. But we can move on to, to other scenes. I, that, this is just like my my baby. So I could talk about any fucking scene. Oh, no, you can I think, I think I like that scene a lot because, again, this, this movie is a balance, right? It's it's very, very dark while also being very funny and almost yes. kind of empowering, like Dylan yes, said. Yes. There, the, that scene where he is literally almost controlling everything, like... He's stopping buses. Yes, he's yeah. literally stopping traffic. Everyone is just bending to him. It obviously isn't real. It's it's a, a fucking fabrication. But it's it's slightly almost inspiring that he isn't completely helpless. And yeah. He, yeah. And he isn't being uh, a lot of movies that would take this 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 theme would be crushing or just or like, he'd be like a cowering paranoid. Mess. Right. Exactly. Like, and, not, and, yeah. and they would just drive it and drive it and drive it. But in this movie, he. He almost takes that as inspiration. He says, "I can do whatever the fuck I want." Right. They need to bend he's, to me, he's and such that a gives cool him the, the dynamic confidence. character because, like, in his position, God help me if that ever happened, like, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would die, like, oh, I right. would lose my mind. And he doesn't do that, and that's one of the things that makes it's him so, so strong oh, and so so good, so good of a. a you want to root for him because he is you trying so you hard. You get why people tune into this guy and, and and would watch this. Like, if there were a Truman Show, after I wrestled with the ethical it. complications of it, yeah, I'd probably put it on. Like, <laughs> I'd probably watch this dude don't worry there will be in like 10 years oh god <laughs> but let's terrifying. not say that, that there aren't some of the great uh, casting moments of jim carrey where he does kind of lose oh, he it loses where he's it, like yeah. no this is going round and round again round and round and round again and like he's like losing his mind and like blah, 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 doing his old jim carrey thing you sometimes. definitely get some jim carrey moments yeah. but i think i, I just I don't want to highlight those because that's what you expect. No, that's no, what I no, expected. No, no, no. Those are good too, though. They don't no, stand out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The moments I like the best are when he's very sober, very uh, emotional, poignant. The movie is poignant as fucking hell. The movie yeah. has me at, in tears after the 40th watch in very various Damn. moments, whether it's um, watching his 
his like ex not ex lover but his his lost lover I guess um what's her name I can't remember oh those scenes oh, were yeah. so brutal Sylvia uh, or something weird Sylvia yeah Sylvia um who who took off and or, or whether it's him on the pier with his best friend talking or whether it's him at the uh, on the boat at the very end the climax like there there's so many very poignant powerful moments in this movie despite it being like we said maybe a comedy or a dramedy whatever you want to say i think it's i think it's a mixture there's a lot of great scenes so after the epiphany moment where he realizes yeah. that he's in the show like i think we as the audience know he knows it now and there's a, like a yeah. scene that he does every morning where he goes into yes, the bathroom yeah. and he looks in the mirror yeah and he starts like singing a weird song or doing something stupid and the, the audio guys are listening to it they're like has he lost his mind yeah we don't know and i i, I love that moment because he <laughs> he's just like trying to cope with it himself. Oh yeah, he's, he's goofing and off. No one knows if he is is on or they're, off the rails. They're saying like back to the same old Truman. He's back. I that's what he does. That. But then he just says like the end. That one's for free. Like he he knows he's still woke as hell. Yeah, it was cute. I, yeah. I just think that the, this movie feels very fresh despite touching. It really right? does. Yeah. It, like even even today in in 2019. That's, that's this this feels like a movie and a concept that could have been done in 2018 and would sure. not probably have been done better than this. And that's no. surprising given that it's from 98, which is like, honestly, for this kind of movie, somewhat of a dead zone. You know, I, yeah. I think yeah. part of the reason that works is that like, quote unquote, reality TV is not really what it was. Right. No, it, it, it's something that really is of that era. And so sure. looking back, it still feels fresh because it. It, it was at the time, mm -hmm. if sure. that makes sense. Yeah. No, nothing's really been done like this. Like, this isn't when you hear this is a guy in a reality TV show. It's not what reality TV shows have and, become. And, and 1998 is now. basically the last year that you could have possibly done this. This is speculative reality TV show. <laughs> yeah. And it never, it's never going to happen again. This is lightning in a bottle. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's why I fucking chose it. I, mean, I feel like it's timeless and it holds up today uh, the same way it did 20 years ago, which it's been over 20 years since this movie came out, which is so mind-blowing to me. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I, I mean, I, I Wait, do you I, like it? I, I'm honestly, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm more. Do we even in, ask you ratings this week? Because we assume it's I'm all way good. more interested in you guys talking this week than I am. Uh, as much as I want to tell the listeners how much I love these movies, but obviously, I love this movie. This is literally uh, probably top ten, to top twenty all time uh, genre aside. Uh, for me, um, it's a movie I've seen easily forty plus times uh, since it wow. came out. I mean, it's a movie I can watch. Uh, four or five times a year just because it's just that that easy of a watch if you haven't seen it I cannot I mean what I mean what am I doing here I can't overstate just fucking watch it it's on Netflix right it's on Netflix so you can is watch it, it. yes uh, it is yeah it, yes. Is. it yeah. is so you can watch it for for free because everybody steals each other's accounts and nobody actually pays for it so, <laughs> so Netflix works that's how it works <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, there's nothing I can really say to give this as much meaning as it as it means to me. But it's a fucking strong ass gem. I really, really like it. Bluester, what did you think the first time? It's Bluester and Manton hadn't seen it right, before this yeah. week, and Dylan I hadn't seen, seen it, it before a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah. So Bluester, what do you think? Uh, this was an interesting experience for me. Um, I, I thought I had an idea of what I was going to go into as soon as it started. I I was like, okay, I get the message. I get, I you know, I get the question here, or I, I see the dilemma. And this one was a this one was like a it was a hard pill to swallow because obviously I I do go into this grind every day and I've thought these things and I think this movie takes it and you know poses those same questions but does it in an interesting way and does it a little bit better than most of these other movies have done so it was hard for me to watch at points and it kind of made me a little sad but I do think that's <laughs> to the movie's credit it's it's effective and so I just want you to know that it isn't all happy and it isn't all sad so I think this movie is. I think it's great. I mean, it was beautiful. It was it was a, it was great to watch and it was super engaging. Uh, probably not my favorite movie this week, but 
one that I would absolutely recommend. So this one is definitely a gem for me. I'm, I actually might have you guys rank each movie this week. Yeah, because that'd, that'd be really interesting. interesting. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, we could rank them all. Yeah, there you go, yeah, Dylan. We could. Um, this one uh, is such an interesting movie, and it's one that I feel is uh, people know and love the Truman Show. You've heard about it before, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. But it is unjustly so. forgotten in a way, and that people don't remember this movie for being what it is, which is for my money one of the most tonally deft movies I've ever seen. That. You can recommend this to anybody. Oh, yeah. This movie has something for anybody. If you like movies, if you like watching things on a screen, or if you have lived a human life, this movie has something for <laughs> yeah. you. And that's an interesting way to say that's that. That's kind of magnificent. Like, it, it, it is, and it might be lightning in a bottle. Like, this guy has done some other interesting right? movies, this director, but nothing quite to mm. this caliber. And there's, there's never so many pieces. really been another movie like this. It's not one of my favorite movies ever, but it is just one of my favorite attempts at a movie it's i don't know there's something just really really admirable about this thing uh and so yeah if you haven't seen truman show by all means please uh watch it mm-hmm. i know i for a while didn't want to watch it with megan because like oh i'm not a depressing drama i don't want to see that yeah. about this guy it is not right. no, whatever no, no, you no, think no, no, this no. is it's not that uh it's it's something more uh it is it's totally totally worth a watch i think that's a really important thing to say like there's so many movies where you get into the pitfall where they're just trying to really beat you down yeah. with oppressive sadness and no, this no, is no, not no. that no yeah. manton yeah, this one uh, was definitely, I, I think uh, Dylan said something that I was going to say as well, which is that uh, whatever you think this is, it, it is probably going to be different than that. If you haven't seen it yet, it's just, I don't know, I, I definitely had certain expectations of this, and uh, it, it's just, it was just different than I than I thought it would be. I liked it a lot, but I wouldn't say I loved it. It, it didn't really hit me in that emotional way that uh i can obviously tell that it that did it it did for devon but mm-hmm. um i don't know I, th- I think it's really good i i definitely don't have anything negative to say about it but it doesn't uh it didn't have that extra little bit that that pushed it into like my top list or or like something that i love or really affected me but i think it's a very good film so obviously it's a strong gem all right um before we go on to the next movie we talked about oh, this. oh another thing that's that was kind of fun was that uh right after watching that we watched blockers um, oh yeah which it's i thought was movie. gonna be like a that dumb pretty fun a dumb like teen comedy but it was actually really great yeah <laughs> yeah i watched that one on a plane right Real to solid. japan and it was just just because it was like one of the available movies and i was like actually laughing that sounds like did they actually show some of the scenes like where he's like squeezing his butt balls of course are you kidding me i cannot well, believe censor that stuff on the plane. No. well if you, if you had your own headrest right it wasn't like on no 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 yeah own headrest yeah of course always they put it on fucking funny screen up front you see an old no most of the time when i when i'm on the plane and i watch it on on the thing it's like it immediately says like this really? was edited for oh, mine, the, mine, I haven't seen mine that. has only been edited one time and, and that was uh, recently I tried to watch Office Space I tried to watch Space. Serbian film on the plane yeah, <laughs> I tried to watch yeah. Office Space of all movies and that was edited what and I was like are you Office kidding Space? me like the huh. F word and shit oh really they wouldn't That's say tragic. fuck the, the ones that I've seen they'll usually Lumber's edit out like dirt. the nudity uh, exactly yeah. Lumberg fucked her is a great quote I want to hear it the way it was fucking written <laughs> god damn it he's like Lumberg flubbed her that's like whenever I see like Pulp Fiction or The Departed on television I'm like what are you doing oh yeah but it's the, the problem is they have the part on television like every fucking day and I'm gonna be like alright I'll still watch it right I've seen that like, movie. Yeah, why not? that's a movie I've seen like, the like, Big Lebowski have you ever too. found a stranger in the Alps you have know? you ever have you ever, yeah 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 yeah. no no wait is that what it is found have you ever a found a stranger, stranger in the Alps, Alps? yeah yeah, yeah. alright um, Manton you wanted us I mentioned this to these guys on the podcast that uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is a comedy podcast it's from Earwolf which does like comedy bang bang and stuff it's called Improv for Humans 
with a lot of great comedians. Uh, Matt Besser is the host, and we have a lot know, funnier than us, probably. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't say probably. I've never, I've never heard it. So we I don't did, know. like SNL dudes, like Horatio Sands <laughs> and stuff. But uh, we recently got a little shout out on there, and not to say that they give a shit about us by any stretch. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking did not. Care but I reached out because he had uh, Matt Besser, the host, had mentioned that they use Squarespace, that they're sponsored by him. They're like, well, let us know if you have a Squarespace account. So we could play that audio at some point, but that's just more work for you, man. And if you want to try to. It, 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 it was pretty funny because uh, I saw Devin outside of a bar and uh, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And uh, he played that for me. And, and I did think it was funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll just play a little clip from it because they, they kind of make fun of us. Essentially, we're big time big dick daddies now. I just found it funny. That'll be like an Easter egg maybe after the sure, uh, closing yeah. theme. Something like that. Which, speaking of, I got to remind you as well. I'm going to put you to Some work this week. I, I, I need you to do that Truman Show song that I'll send to you. Don't worry. Uh, for the, the intro or the outro, but yeah, you're right. Even this, this last movie we watched, Hell or High Water, had fantastic music in it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we'll leave that one for last because we just watched it. Uh, let's talk about Heat. Sure. Which, if you don't know what fucking Heat is, I don't know like what the fuck you are. Like, you at least should know. The, it's the opposite heat. of cold. I, I just want to point go. out here one thing here. Like, since we've watched it this week, I've made a point of asking a lot of people I've been seeing lately, like, "Hey, have you seen yeah. Heat?" Everyone says no. You, you know what's funny about this? It makes two and a half fucking hours. It really makes it's, me sad. It's actually it's longer. longer. Three hours. It's like yeah. Two hours, hours. fifty-two minutes. Yeah. It's three hours. It's so fucking. But that's long. super funny because there's like my my brother told me because I I went through that phase where I was asking all my friends if you seen Heat. My brother's like, you know, there's like a comedy bit about a dude who just asked everybody he'd seen. <laughs> are you serious? Have you seen Heat? That's yeah, so you are. You're probably funny. that guy. Yeah, yeah I am yeah. that guy now. But uh, oh, I don't blame fuck you. It, dude. Now you had to force us. Oh, we don't get the same. I have no fucking shame, dude. Uh, in doing in doing in general or in doing that. This is Michael Mann. Um, who is one of my favorite directors having done a lot of my favorite films, but he, he's kind of the guy who fell off a little bit, in my opinion. Um, but uh, Collateral, uh, we did Manhunter on this yeah, uh, yeah. very podcast. And before that, he did a horror movie called The Keep, which is like from the 80s, which is very strange. Did we ever do that? Uh, no, we have not. I'm, I've, I'm You've the only, seen it, I've right? the only yeah. seen it. It's very strange, but um, also very Michael Mann-esque, actually. You Michael Manny. Michael Manny, if you will. Um Excuse me, but this is uh, this is again, up just thinking about right? heat. One of my favorite <laughs> As you movies. Should. Uh, notoriously, this is a movie that I will make my friends watch at 4 a.m. for some reason, and then we have to be awake till 7 a.m. I'm going to tell this. You're story. just trying so, to keep people awake with yeah, you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I did that with Bluestar. I've done that with three or four other friends, and you know what? Nobody's ever fucking complained once <laughs> about that. Nope. Um, uh, reason I like it, I don't know. Again, I think. This is a good example of a movie that is one of my favorites, but also uh, horror adjacent, even though or it has horror moments. We'll get to that um, point. One, of the, scary, yeah, one yes. of the scariest moments of, of a movie I've seen that that isn't a horror movie is in this, uh, which we'll talk about. Um, and if you know me, and this will come up in my next movie too, uh, if I'm not watching horror movies, if I don't like horror movies, I like gritty grounded fucking crime movies especially like the Truman Show uh, Truman Show is, the, is the, <laughs> that's the least Devin and the, movie I and know and the reason I chose the Truman Show is because I wanted to have a weird gamut going on where I have like, uh, I'm glad you did. Know, for sure no, yes. no, no, it was glad. good but my next two are going to be more similar um, if it's not horror I like grounded gritty modern um, crime movies or thrillers uh, especially ones that are located in more remote areas of my own country whether it's um, uh, the deep south or, or the west etc uh, this one is not necessarily there but this is a definitely a crime movie it's, LA. it's pretty far from us it is very far from us and it is very foreign to me for sure um, so talk about I want Blues to, to talk about this one so I want to say before we get into this one I was really nervous to watch Heat again this week uh, not because of the length or anything but the first time we watched it was such a weird experience that there's one no way we could replicate it, but two I wasn't sure if what I was feeling in the moment was was how I'm actually going to feel. Can we talk feel. about that? No, I'm going to tell it. So yeah. 
up uh, leading up to this you know Devin and i do a yearly trip to go to austin texas we party we drink a lot and we do some weird shit usually get naked stuff. there's um, nothing wrong oh with absolutely we, we, of course we, we all cried i had my finger year. in Devin's ass the whole time you're we watching <laughs> me and blister cried at least twice that's, yes. that's almost three hours but man. but um <laughs> i just said but three times Can't unintentionally and uh, Devin was really hyping up this movie Heat. I'm like, why the fuck do I want to watch a three-hour movie that I don't know anything about? No one's ever told me about it except for Devin. And so the very last night in Texas, we were we went to watch StarCraft all day. We went and partied all night. And we were out till like three or four in that, in that morning or whatever it was, something stupid. And it was raining. We were covered in just rain and bullshit and shitty beer yeah. and Lone drinking, Star. Drinking Lone Star and all night. And uh, we get into the Uber and Devin's like, hey, man, what if we watch Heat? <laughs> I'm like, we got to get on a fucking plane in like six hours. He's He's like, and, and, and he's three hours. He's like, trust me, man, you'll love it. So we cram into our little Airbnb. <laughs> all these sweaty, disgusting dudes are all watching the screen. And like one by one, you know, people are like dropping off. But I was just fucking gripped this whole time. And I uh, stayed up by the whole Devin, night. on your dick. Yes, he literally wouldn't let me leave. Anyway, so he, um, like Devin kind of alluded, this is, a, this is a crime movie. We're basically following a group of basically professional heist men yeah. uh, led by uh, Robert, De Robert De Niro as Neil and I think I fucking look that up his right hand man well I'm just I wanted his character's name to look up Robert De Niro God, yeah, look Robert De Niro. I'm looking De at their Niro? character's name and Val Kilmer as Chris basically there's the two front men and, and then, then we've got, got uh, what's his fucking Tom name Sizemore. Tom Sizemore, Sizemore is Al Pacino anyway so the movie starts out Albert they heist a, a bank truck and get some info like I, I think they get bonds or something yeah. or some kind of information yes, bank bonds or something and I feel like this is one that's hard to talk about. There's a there's lot it's, it's going a long on movie. This, this is a, a big movie, but basically we're following this gang and we're, they're doing bigger and bigger heists. And right about this time, they are start getting tailed by uh, Al Pacino, uh, who is Vincent, I yes, think. Vincent. Yeah, Vincent Hanna. And basically he starts to catch on. Once they check out the scene of this first heist, he says, these guys are experienced. They know what they're doing. They use quality explosives that can't be traced. He's like, I need to look into this, right? Because they're going to do something big, right? They're going to do something next. And uh, basically, the movie kind of comes together as they're alluding to robbing this mat, doing this massive bank heist where they're going to make twelve million dollars or fourteen yes. million, whatever yeah. it is. And uh, it's basically Vincent trying to catch them. One yeah. now, one of the big thrusts of this movie is you basically have uh, uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino yes. as basically opposing force with this almost the same, the same kind of man on the wrong side exactly it's batman and the joker yeah. so that's one thing i want to highlight about this movie is that as the movie progresses you basically lose uh one main character and you gain another and so it's you, kind of you a, have, weird, you it's a weird a, thrust you have a hero and an anti-hero or yes. two anti-heroes two heroes it, it, depending on how you look at it but i have they talked suck what see i have talked that's to, why i like it and, and again batman joker i've talked to um you know probably 20 people about this movie and I, it's probably split evenly who liked who was rooting for Vincent and who was rooting for Neil and, and that's why I think this movie is so especially towards the end as we start having conflicts between them the 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 movie just gets more difficult as you watch yeah, it yeah and that's why I'm having a hard time talking about it because you know this movie is big and there's a lot of little yeah, pieces it's, a, it's an epic yeah, I, mean, it is, I was gonna you say the word epic like really is, does is quite it appropriate is. here yeah. um, one thing that man does is uh, Michael Mann the director is that they <laughs> give man. a lot they get a they give a lot of attention to every character and oh which gosh, is why this yeah. movie is kind of difficult it Reminds me of The Godfather a little bit like that, where yeah, they just yeah. there's a lot of time spent with little people that don't mean anything in the story, but yeah. it adds that kind of flavor to the whole I don't know, to the whole thing. Well, and it, and it does. I mean, the reason this thing is three hours is because this was Michael Mann's kind of failed uh, TV show, basically. Like he he did mm -hmm. this one briefly, and I think they did a couple episodes of it uh, as you can some tell. other title. Yeah, and you can absolutely tell that this thing has that sprawling and like 
that 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 kind of lens everywhere mm-hmm. nature of something that once was a TV show where mm-hmm. sure. there are there's more opportunity in TV to explore kind of other side characters and their stories and stuff. Right. And a lot of that is still there here. It is pretty masterfully paced and cut to fit this format, but it really couldn't be anything more than two and two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about and, it. It almost feels short do. and kind of does. Yeah. One thing I want to mention is that uh, like a lot of movies that would try to do that where they're, they're, they're trying to go all over the place, you know, we'll make, maybe make fun of Mulholland drive, but you would start to feel like there's a loss of quality. And I just want to emphasize that that never happens. There's always that touch. Like every scene is cared for. Like everything looks great. Everything sounds for, great. For something as sprawling as it is, this thing is pretty laser focused. Still, you can tell that there were, paced well. there were storyboards for every fucking yeah. moment of this movie. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel like this was a bunch of, you know, B footage that they had and they threw it all together. Right. Like, he took this. He was like, "This is the story I want to tell." No, yeah. If anything, it, it, it feels like you could, it could you could expand this to six hours. And, or and, and we've said this a million times. I've said this specifically. Like, if you're gonna make a movie over eighty minutes, which is like the the length that you need to be a movie, Minimum, right? Yeah. If it's eighty two minutes and there's ten minutes, that like you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah. This movie is legit almost three yeah, hours. I look at something like this, and I look at like Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I'm right, like, like right. you don't fucking <laughs> oh, have <God>. enough <laughs> ideas to keep that. this thing yeah, going. Why are like, you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I never really had that question with Heat, even though there are some things that I think probably could have been trimmed in different ways sure, or sure, parts sure. definitely true. Parts that I wanted focused a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's not that I would have cut down the the overall no, runtime no, 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 of yeah. it at all. It's just where the camera is, yeah. uh, which is a testament because th- this was my biggest like difficulty going into this one. The reason I've never watched this movie is because it's two hours and 50 yeah. minutes long. It's long that is fun. a commitment. When you sit down it and really watch is. heat, you have to sit down and watch heat. Especially but outside of this. Can class. I say, but, and, and I know I'm different than you guys. It does yeah. it. Yeah, uh, this is a, as as long as it is. I've seen this movie again probably fifteen times. I mean, Jesus. and I've seen it at four a.m. probably four or five times. That's because fucking bananas. I know to it's me, bananas, okay. and, I, and I, I know I, I'm the outlier in that in that kind of. Fucking I was with you there on one of these maniacism, but nocturnal animal. But I but I will say that this is the kind of movie that is three hours, but. It will feel like less time spent than if you do a fucking ninety minute movie that sucks dick. No, like, you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, to, to, to expand on that, basically, like the movie starts out with a great, you know, uh, heist scene. Right? It's it's super tense. It's incredible. It's horrifying. Well, the sound and, 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 cues at the right, and, the, right the right moment. And what I'm trying to say is, like, it does a great job of gripping you. Yep. And then once we start to slow down. You get you're a lot of things. On you, board. You, well, you're on board, but you're getting a lot of things you didn't think that you would ask for, right? You're getting these weird little moments between all the characters. You're you're learning about the the cops. You're learning yeah, about you the, the robbers. Everyone of the Vincent, co-workers. Yeah, yeah. Everyone of and it, it it basically builds this world and its runtime. It sets up the entire stage and builds up every single person. Shitty even, criminal L.A. and shitty crop. Yeah, crop LA. and it's yeah. and it's just it's so weirdly interesting and it makes you so much more captivated whenever they're fighting like, i think I think, I think part of why this is like uh such a epic feeling movie and why the, why it's so well done is that i think if you read on paper that you know you're about to watch a three-hour yeah. heist movie and there's essentially essentially like three action scenes yeah. maybe yeah that might even be stretching yeah. and and the thing about that is that it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because yeah. the amount of weight that is given to those scenes oh my yes. god and like no, how, how much buildup between each of those scenes and how much buildup throughout the entire movie it's like perfectly paced in that and, way. and they're doing that in between those i scenes. mean i, 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 I could name standout one oh my god i mean there, there is a standout we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to there. that eventually but i want to i mean there, there basically is the truck scene that opens up with there's the drive-in mm-hmm. theme or scene oh yeah I forgot and then, there's, and one, then yeah. there's a scene we're going to talk so about, about four actually yeah, it, if you consider the last and the last definitely scene. not so, as intense but, but again definitely. for but even that I don't even count as much it's as an action, really action it's more yeah. of a you know an interaction if anything um 
but but yeah, you guys were we were talking about that opening scene with a truck, and, and immediately you guys hadn't seen this movie, um, Dylan and, and Manton, mm-hmm. but you were like, oh, I saw that in Payday. Oh, I've seen this in in Grand Theft Auto, and you know, all these literally have seen it as in they didn't have a fucking original bone in their body, and they just ripped it off. Yes, this is a movie that anything that came after it, which is this is like ninety. Five, yeah, ninety-five, maybe. Yeah, the set the language of crime movies. I mean, you yeah. basically yeah. have seen it. You say movies, uh, video games, yeah. etc. Yeah. Whether yeah, it's true. Yeah. Payday, Grand Theft Auto. Um, Christopher Nolan has outright said that his opening scene to The Dark Knight, where it's a bank robbing scene, yeah, with the Jokers, um, involving one of the same actors. It was involving one of the yeah. same actors, Van Zant, in the in this movie. Um, I mean, it, it's he is a. This is what Nolan aspires to be. This is Nolan. Nolan is is like a. a, a um, I don't want to say shamelessly, but he's, he's famously, a big man. A, he's a man. He's a big man. He's a man hunter. Um, but, there we go. Nice. Nice. There we go. Nice. Like That's that. like a cruise missile. We had to work towards yeah, it. Exactly. We workshopped yeah, it. Yeah. Now we're there. But but to say somebody as huge as fucking Christopher Nolan, as famous yeah. and as big as he is now, like saying like, for him to be to humble himself and be like, God damn, like this is my dude. This is the movie that did it to him. Well, like, it was just justifiably too, because when you think about 1995, there's fucking nothing else right, doing yeah. this. Like. There are oh, other no. big action movies and important action movies Rush from Hour. the 90s. There's Terminator. There's one of the ones I'm going to give you guys, too. Like, Ooh. there's a lot of good shit from the 90s sure. as far as Terminator. action movies. Terminator 2, sorry. Okay. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, you know, there's 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 a lot of good shit, and this one still stands out on top of that because this is grounded in a way that a lot of those ones aren't. Like, mm-hmm. the 90s are all about bombast, and while this movie is bombastic, it's three and you know, hours and long. And I'm glad you say that, because you're, you're kind of giving me a weird epiphany right now. I had never heard of this movie until, like, well, now I'd say 10 years ago. Holy shit. Probably 2009. Um, wow. But, but, but... Still, 2009. That that's like a that's over 10 years after yeah. it came way out. Way over 10 years. But yeah. some my my roommate at the time <laughs> who tried to do his own heat routine. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much about this guy while we were watching. We found that last name. Um, <laughs> He's a good boy. I'm gonna have a lot of things I, to remember. He's a great fucking dude, and he was he was an incredible roommate, and t- we had great moments of where he where we would watch Heat together multiple times. But he was the first guy to be like watch the movie Heat, and I was like what the fuck is heat? And uh, he was like, oh, it's, it's crying movie Pacino De Niro. And I was like, oh, it sounds like, you know, any other fucking thing I've heard. Right. But you're right. That's strange because in the 90s, there were probably so many other action movies. I can't imagine still this doing well in theaters because yes, it is exactly. as long as it is. Yes. It is it's a hard as, sell. It is a hard sell. Like, it is so unwieldy looking yeah. from the outside. But yeah. once you're in it, it's not at all. And that's kind of amazing. But exactly. Once you pay the price and you hit play, you're pretty much there. Oh, and, yeah. And I think, like, I mean, Dylan, you're definitely right. This movie would have probably looked like just another action crime movie yes, in the nineties, generic ass and yet, cover. Yeah. And yet, I've seen so many lethal weapons. I've seen you know Rush Hour and everything. Yes. I, I can just picture and hear the trailer for this, and it's got like the voiceover guy, and right. it's not pitching it right yeah, at right. all. And, 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 and like, then you it, hear the fucking Mister Nice Guy trailer with Jackie Chan. It's like, doo, 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 I'm gonna see that. Like, yep, I'm into that movie. And right Beverly now. Hills Cops on the back. That's what I would have been watching. Um, I've I've waited long enough. I just want to say that uh, on second viewing, I'm pretty confident saying that my favorite thing about this movie all the acting is great all the action is great um, yeah yeah my favorite thing in this movie is the sound like no oh my god yeah no Thank no question that up. no yeah, question yeah, yeah. because good the first scene i think does it so masterfully there's there's so much sound we're driving through the city and it's it's loud and the cars are loud and everyone's talking and they're arguing and and uh whatever the dude is the the crazy drug addict wayne grow no uh they, the guy yeah. from saving private ryan what's his tom, name tom, tom sizemore actual tom, drug addict actual yes. drug addict okay. tom sizemore tells the other guy to shut the fuck up and then right 
right as they flip that truck over, right as they're about yeah. to turn, they set the bomb, blow the door, like all the sound just stops, and then all the cars Dude, this explode. Is, this, I, yeah. Other movies, I have, was just like, "Fuck yes!" Other movies will put like a bombastic action score in when you're doing something action related, and that all often works. Sure. Like, we love great action soundtracks, sure. great horror soundtracks, but there is something to be said for knowing exactly when not to do it. And boy, does this movie know exactly when not to do it. They, they use the sound they don't of the music, scene. They don't fucking the do it. This is like uh, one of the most like it's like beyond naturalistic to the point it's like so far into the naturalistic it's sound supernatural honestly like it, this weird. is nothing you've actually heard when you really sit down and think about what's going on yeah, but and it feels it, it, it's interesting because i think that's uh it works best in the moments that really nothing's happening like right. a lot yeah. of the scenes where they're kind like of the just sitting there talking they're in a diner or they're honestly I, I thought about it a lot when they were just kind of like hanging out outside in the city yeah and you hear Footsteps, shuff- footsteps shuffling everywhere. You yeah. hear like papers being turned. Just you LA hear all, is its just own everything. You hear so many all, things. Everything is mic'd. Like, Not nothing in this. Like this film sounds totally different than any. I think anything I've watched. And 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 to kind of expound on that, which is kind of a different uh, different than what you're saying now, but there's gunfights, there's firefights, one that we're going to talk right. about specifically. We got to get to that at some point. Let's not forget that. But uh, Michael Mann famously mic'd all the guns that he used. So those Boy, guns he? fucking, they are powerful. They impact the shit out of you when you watch those I, scenes. I think like yeah. Dylan was saying, like everything is mic'd and it sounds like a joke, but that gives him the power when it comes time to come yeah. to the editing room. Like, you know, he was in there just yeah. balls deep Dude sat down saying, you need to turn yeah. up those, you need to turn up those footsteps. You need to turn up those papers. This is one of the reasons that I don't mind sitting for three hours watching this thing is because I know that he spent oh 24 God. hours miking a single scene yeah. in a diner just pick, picking every plate that was on there and yeah. it, it paying off like this is a labor of love yes. and labor is what I think of even think if of you don't movie. like this yeah. movie I think you have to respect all sure. that went into this movie yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and and I think specifically we've been dancing around it let's, a lot let's there's, talk about it there's a scene this is the one thing that I knew about Heat other than like I knew there was a, a truck scene there's also the a scene involving a shootout that is a bank, rob- a bank robbery and a shootout it's a bank robbery that goes wrong yeah. and this, this is the scene just sorry don't yeah. interrupt. this is the scene where when Devin says I think of this movie as being almost horror it is tangent. horrifying this is the scene when I was watching it at 5 or 6 in the morning at this point I, I was like sweating and I almost started crying from just like nerves. I was so like tense. <laughs> you know, God forbid, not to get too political or anything, but America doesn't need a right. reminder of why gun violence is fucking scary. But mm-hmm. boy, does this movie remind you gun violence is fucking yeah. scary yeah. in a movie that ostensibly is about, isn't it cool that bad dudes shoot guns? Yeah. But it's when weird. these bad dudes are shooting guns, you even as the audience are like, holy fuck, well, why would anybody ever give a lot of Let's rewind it. just a second here because I want to also uh, sing the praises of the actual bank robbery itself because even yep. though the bank robbery was, there was very little to no chaos, that made it all the more tense. It's the kind of scene, again, if you play... It's very professional. It's, very, it's going yeah, too perfectly. It, it's completely, yeah, it, it's clinical and, and they're killing it. They're, they're destroying it and there's an incredible um, beating weird soundtrack that's, that that starts off the scene. Yeah. It's like bum ba dum ba dum ba dum bum bum bum. It's like a weird like almost like drums. Yeah, I can't and, I can't remember exactly. It. And you'll hear it in any video game where you ever do a bank robbery yep. ever, uh, whether it's Payday or or GTA etc. But once that scene and that music starts. The tension's just fucking... It's a masterclass in tension at that point. One thing I want to highlight about it is it's almost quiet. Like, there's music playing, and they're they're yes. running around a really a huge open room, and of course you hear it's the echoing and everything. Quiet. And it's almost so quiet. You're, you, you're, you've, you've been conditioned in this movie to hear the loud gunshots, and so you know, like, oh, it's going to get loud. And of course, we crank the shit out of this movie, and so you're almost scared. You're like, I, I, I don't want, I don't think I want to hear the gunshots. Yeah. But as soon as they come out of that bank, uh, they're in the car. Everything's looking good. They got their new driver. He's fucking ready. And on, Val Kilmer looks across the street and he sees two cops. That is one of my favorite. That's the best scene. And this is uh, not to, to spoil anything because we don't do spoilers, but 
That is one of my favorite one-second clips of a movie I've ever seen because it goes from Val Kilmer smiling like we did it oh my God. to at the drop of a fucking hat. It like, goes from zero to 120. It just uh, fucking launches. And, and you'll see that exactly <sighs> to, to continue to mention scenes that, that lift this or, or lift from this or at least pay homage. The town has a very similar scene where... where um. Jeremy Renner is like super stoked about their their heist in the in the ballpark, and then just sees a flash or not a flash at a mirror, a swap mirror, and just boom like zero to fucking sixteen a heartbeat. That is one hundred percent what the Val Kilmer scene is when he just so walks out smiling. Powerful. Yeah, and 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 interestingly too, from that point, like this scene keeps going, and it oh is, my gosh, it is cacophonous, like it is insanely yeah. loud, and like and you start getting deadened to the violence. But then you just like every time they fire a bullet, you're woken back up to it again. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ, because as it keeps escalating and boy, God damn, does it uh, like it, it just you start to realize like how helpless literally everybody in the situation oh, yeah. is and how much of a clusterfuck this this is where another movie would take this action scene and be like, well, all those fucking bullets flying. And here's oh, yeah. a slow motion of a dude, you know, cowering bazooka. under it or whatever. Here's a bazooka. This keeps it focused on each of our characters <laughs> and, and them not doing like gratuitous slow motion or anything with their guns like they're no. just firing it's these fucking bullets and every one of these has a huge impact i think uh dylan one thing no you said, music like you've said in the past yeah, like absolutely zero music, it's just nothing. the sound yeah. of the it's gunfire horrifying. and you can hear it echoing through the city it's actually terrifying it's uh but one thing i want to highlight that i noticed on the second viewing is that we're, we're mostly focusing on our cops and our bad guys obviously but there's so much great little detail paid to the background like uh it basically feels like an everyday situation yeah. just gone awry right that's the people part of it. people are running around and al pacino's just like pushing random yeah. people onto the street and you see cars just driving through the scene like yeah completely random sedans and just like oh like, fuck there's gunfire i need to get out of here and everyone is just trying to cope with the situation it's not like when batman is flipping over a semi in a deserted right. street yes. it is a cars street aren't exploding full of people and then, mm-hmm. and then you see like uh, to, to that credit you see a bunch of like normal popo like the, the normal like police car cops that are kind of yeah. like uh, there's Have obviously no business back up. yeah there are dozens of them there with shooting them and, and you're like well, these guys are definitely like way over their head right now this is not the kind of shootout for them but they, but of course they would have to be there in of that course. situation and you see them getting kind of you know shot up and stuff. it's a horrifying fucking scene yeah. altogether. I, I think the thing that I mean obviously the sound and the action is all amazing but I think the thing that really makes the scene hard is that we've had a lot of time with all yeah. of the characters I we've had a lot of time with all the on cops on both sides yeah. yeah this specifically pays off with one character who for a large portion of the movie you're like why are we focusing on this yeah, guy yeah sure sure and the way yes, that he ends yes. up paying off in the scene you're like oh shit okay exactly good, good on you because a, a movie that wasn't three hours wouldn't have been able to give this emotional payoff right you start this, to understand that is one of the, the most tragic builds. stories yeah. of this yeah. incredibly like complex character filled story and, and on both sides like we, we want you know we want the cops to survive we don't want to see them get gunned yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see my robbers. I don't want to see Val Kilmer. You have this, I don't want to see anybody fire a fucking bullet. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. and it happens. It's like it's like when we watch horror films and we're like, can't this, everything just go fine? Yeah. Can't yeah. everybody just kind of spend a nice weekend at the cabin? Normally, what movie did you say that during? It was, uh, the, it was during Dead Shack, Dead Shack which yeah. actually oh, yeah. ended up being great. But uh, at first, I was like, I just want to see them just have a nice, a nice weekend. family go I mean, camping. That's, that's an incredible testament to it, to incredible character building because we want to see fucking deaths. We want to see fucking right. kills on screen. The movie you, gives you that urge. You but sign like, on for the movie, even the way that it opens for a gunshot filled, you know, yeah, action movie. But at that point, we're like, and it really isn't this, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that you know as much as I did enjoy like the the action sequences and everything, I think. 
I do want to like harp on the ending of this a bit, and I think sure. there's actually I have a couple so, issues too. Something, something. Yeah. No, I have good things I want to say. Oh, uh, I do. Have some something issues. that's kind of interesting about Devin's picks is I think they all end really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that that's awesome because I think it's so hard to end a film. Maybe that's but, um, I'm into. I don't know. Maybe yeah. yeah it's uh, a good strong ending. <laughs> who is, that a, is that a cum? A okay. cum. It's a cum. Yeah. cum. Okay. Thank you. Gotcha. Uh, the part where they make each other cum at the end is awesome. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but like Robert I love and Al Pacino just follow. looking at each other and cranking Sounds each other. Amazing. Off. I, I love that this is ultimately like a, a huge buildup, and it's like this. Uh, and you know, he mentioned uh, Devin mentioned like Batman and the Joker, but it's like these two opposing personalities that ultimately have a lot in common and, and, you know, admire each other. Yeah. yeah it, it, I, I really, really love sort of the psychology of the ending and just seeing these two massive personalities like kind of come together and seeing what they do when they're both like put in a box that they can't escape. And it's from. not really what you would expect. Uh, or no. What, and, and I, and I, what even other movies have done this. Have, I, I love, I love, especially when I like an action movie uh, does something like this where it's like, the end is not that huge cathartic thing. It's just like mostly two people talking and it, and it works so, so well. Yeah. I think that uh, we'll bring it up in hell or high water, but the ending of that movie mm -hmm. was amazing yeah, very to me similar, as well. Uh, it had a similar kind of yeah, feel. Hell or high water is basically the, the small scale version. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was super smart to have your biggest action scenes front loaded and really in the middle and in the last kind yeah. of beginning, middle and the you're end basically kind of seeing, like a, you're basically seeing the, the outcomes, right? And everything is just yep, falling yep, apart yep, and you really yep. get time to kind of like let that set in. The length of this movie, it's hard to sell, but I think it's worth it. I, I do too, and, and and while I do want to say it's not perfect, I, there, yeah, there yeah, is sure. some some shade I got to throw, which I think that this movie is very much a, a movie for guys. I yes, think the yeah. the ladies in this movie are woefully underwritten, They're and I think right. specifically that's uh, uh, a yeah. uh, Robert De Niro's like girlfriend, who and I'm going to call her girlfriend because that's really all she is. But the Pretty movie much. keeps trying to sell it as more. There's a, a crux or like a a, a a turn that they take together that asks you to buy in in a way that the movie this just doesn't do which is strange for a movie that's three hours long it just needed a little bit more time to bake a couple of these characters that it leaves by the sidelines unfortunately i think most of them are, are the women in the movie uh, yeah, who are yeah, just I kind agree. of there to be the accessories to the guys so it, it's it's a yeah it's, i think al pacino's little, wife is a little better she's or, a little better she's she's interesting and that that's the thing too is that it's a little disappointing because She's interesting, and honestly, so is all, all of them are interesting. Ashley Judd, I think, is great in this. Yeah, movie. yeah she's good. Don't forget Natalie fucking Portman's in this movie, but she's <laughs> in like two she's scenes. They're all, she's barely. They're all it. interesting, and when they're on screen, they're great. They yeah. just don't have enough. They time. don't get a lot Robert, of screen time. Uh, Robert De Niro's girlfriend, in particular, I, I thought was um, an interesting. Like, I. I, I couldn't tell what they were trying to do with that relationship. I couldn't tell if it was like, okay, you know, they both are know that this is toxic. Like, she's interested in this way older guy that is clearly into some bad shit. But I also couldn't tell if the film was trying to say, oh, either. they're yeah. really in love. I couldn't tell if it was trying to say, like, you know, given the situation, they're both kind of attracted to each other. It just kind of flubs that, it, and it's a little disappointing. It's almost, I kind of wish they just cut it out if they couldn't execute it that's as about well how as they I do feel. everything else in yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's about how I feel, it, too. It was giving me serious Blade Runner 1 vibes with uh, yeah. Yeah, Harrison yeah, Ford yeah, and yeah. the Android. Like, yeah. the thing is, is I, I feel like up until the ending, I was fine with it. The fact that they're yeah. like a fling and the fact yeah. that it, it and is, they, Neil needed something. They've given yeah, a lot of on it, though, they've the given problem. you yeah. tons of hints and dialogue cues of him saying, you know, I I feel lonely or people yeah. are like always egging, you know, nagging him. Yeah. And that's all fine. So him having a girlfriend's fine. But the ending, I think, takes it a little yeah. far. Like, yeah. you have to believe it. It cashes a check. It just hasn't had time to write. I, I guess for me, I actually agree. I just. I didn't think about it. I also, I I also think, think that, like, that I've in, never in the plot line, like, uh, you know, like Dylan said, you can almost cut it out. Like, the thing that he goes to do at the end of the movie 
doesn't require her to be there right. at all. She's an accessory. So I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It, that that was a bit of the the weak point. It's fairly minor, but in a movie that is three hours, like I, again, like I want a movie like this, and I think this is about as close as we're ever going to get to one that is just like there isn't a wasted bit. There are a couple of small kind of places where I wish they would have either just tried to get sure. And, and, and I do want to I do want to explain that like I think a, a, a huge theme of this movie, which has been repeated three times or four times in the movie itself is this this line about when you spot the heat around a corner you better like get out of there within 30 seconds you know drop whatever drop everything I think that's part mm-hmm. of this whole thing with with uh, Neil it is pretty core to the movie I think they just they needed something strong exactly to, but, to but, but that's that. why he couldn't have done that by himself like you're sure. saying they needed that for that for that specific they probably payoff. literally wanted it to pay that line they, off. they wanted to pay mm-hmm. that line yeah. off but I, I understand that they may not have like earned it for, for your all's sure. um, buck but um, anyway we can wrap it up once again, uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's probably a top 20 all-time for me as well, top 25 all-time for me. Uh, for my money, it's the best crime movie ever made, uh, including The Godfather, which I've seen, or Godfather 2. Um, this one, for me, is is an easier rewatch. Godfather is great in its own rights, um, but it's one that I saw. It, yeah, it's, it is great. I've God, seen man, it one, still needs to see that. I, I mean, I that's funny. Seen that's funny too. One. It's a very good movie. Uh, and I, but I saw it one time and I was like, fantastic. I haven't got myself to rewatch it because it's it's a slog. Um, this movie, for me, being the same amount of fucking minutes, essentially, uh, isn't a slog to rewatch. And, I, and, and that's why I've seen it probably 20 times now. Uh, best crime movie. Um, one of the best um, thrillers. Um, and... It, Without a shadow of a doubt, the best heist movie ever made for me for my money. Uh, strongest there's a lot of heisting. Uh, there's, there's. I mean, yeah. Devin loves a good robbery. I mean, absolutely. There's some robberies. There's not a lot of planning. You don't see the planning, at least. Yeah, but but you but you listen to the to the to the blueprints and in in the, in the discussions. There's a lot of pre meetings. We got our boy um, uh, Tom Noonan, who's it's a, a build up to the heist. Yes. Noonan's an incredible even character. Bring John Voight. John Voight is an incredible. I mean, character. this is star studded. So there's so many. Yeah, but, Henry Tom, but Tom Noonan's character in the wheelchair, yeah. who like yeah. who like builds the heist, is incredible. The scores, if you want to call it that, whatever. Anyway, you know what's a strong gym? I mean, like the strongest of gems, of course, Bluster. Yeah, this is a. If you've learned anything from this, this is a big, complex, huge movie. It's really hard. It's it's really really hard to sell this. Like if you had to give an elevator pitch for this movie, you're fucked. I mean, there's just so much going on. And the thing I think that's so powerful about this movie is is that everything feels so cared for. Like if you're not if you're not loving the action, right? The next scene's gonna have great acting, and that's gonna bring you in. If you're if there's if there's no acting to see, right? People are just walking around. There's gonna be cool sounds, right? There's just so much to take in in this movie. I can see how Devin could watch this a hundred fucking times and still get something new because there's just oh my gosh, there's just so many and we haven't even pieces. harped on the act, acting enough. Like it, it really did. So De Niro, Pacino, it's amazing. It goes without saying, but this, this movie has a stellar cast. And it's a big fucking cast. And everyone yeah. is bringing their fucking A game. And somehow all that star power isn't overshadowed or doesn't overshadow the action or the sound or anything. I mean, it's just it's just a big, huge movie. And I think that, you know, these guys definitely mentioned there's some issues. And once you hear that context that this was based on a show, it makes so much damn sense because mm-hmm. it feels like it could be serial. Like you could break it up into episodes and it would be probably just as good uh, maybe not as good maybe, maybe i don't want to say that might but lose some of the pace. i say don't touch it it could be good but um i have to say this movie is amazing seeing it twice now i feel really confident saying that this movie is a fucking i don't want to say it's a blast because it's it's a real it it's it's really just dark but it's so so damn well made and i holy shit i've, I've recommended it to everybody even though no one will watch it <laughs> so it's a hard sell but if you really have some time and you want to sit down and you want to see something amazing 
you should check it out. Dylan. Yeah, Blister said this is a hard sell, and I mean, it really is. Like, if you look at this from the outside, there's almost nothing that you would think, oh, I want to spend my time doing this. But it's worth it, I, I think. Uh, and, and it took me a long time to buy the ticket. But once I did, I was really pleased with it. It is really nice to see Al Pacino and Robert De Niro actually acting um, yeah. and, and then and then some uh, and acting their asses off in this yeah. movie, really just putting on a clinic. But everything else is so strong, too, uh, that you're not just going into it for those those two personalities. It's really all of the lived in world around them, too feels so cared for like uh like blister said uh it also makes me realize that i never fucking want to live in la uh, yeah not, not <laughs> did a great job not Jesus selling Christ. uh but i think uh, every movie does that honestly yeah la looks miserable uh but it, this movie is uh it's very very good i you've heard my issues with it but again they're they're issues that overall kind of pale in in just what an accomplishment this thing is uh it's it's real good manton yeah, uh, I think I'm probably most in line with with Dylan on this. There, there's some things that don't really work for me. It's it's, it's a it is a it is a huge commitment, and it isn't really for everyone. Um, but no, definitely not. Yeah. That being said, uh, it's it's very good, and uh, definitely if you're if you're someone that's into you know film, quote unquote, uh, as yeah. just as an art. What about form, film? Yeah, I just wanted to say it very dramatically. Uh, um, you uh, you you will definitely appreciate this. I mean, you will appreciate like the technical elements of this film to michael absolutely it is a Michael um, piece that all being said though i, I don't boob for that i i it's i'm not mansion opus <laughs> wow uh <laughs> fucking get out uh i'm not utterly in love with this movie i i, I think that yeah I'm the it, same. It, it's very good it's very good and i think it, i i would not disagree with anything Devin said regarding it being like the best crime film and all that stuff is, is probably true. You haven't seen The Godfather though, so. I, hey, as far as what I've seen, that's a like, crime. Right, that's th- a crime is, in itself. This this is this is this is very 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 good. But you know that this is the thing about these episodes, right? Is that we are talking about like the titans of, of our sure. yeah. We were talking about the the, cre- the the absolute best things that you know we can think of or or things that like mean a lot to us or whatever. So I do have to say that this one is not. It's not in my favorites you know mm-hmm. it, it, it is very very good and I, I would watch it again certainly and i would recommend it but it isn't one of my faves but obviously it's a gem it, it's funny on an average week i mean the, uh, we have no problems with with shredding a a horror grade or something famous in the in the realm of horror but as soon as as soon as i ventured out i'm like i don't know i don't know how, how to critique these movies i don't know yeah. it's not the same it's, it's been tough, interesting I mean. talking about them not necessarily in the terms of whether this is a gem or a stinker knowing it's Obviously, it's in probably going to be a gem. Yeah. I think right. I think a lot of our picks are going to be gems. I, yeah, it has, yeah. It has it everything be, to lose maybe not, and nothing maybe not. to gain. Basically, if there is a stinker, I, I'll be I'll be Blooster's going to give it. I'll to be interested. <laughs> It'll be me. <laughs> oh, Jesus, he's already so nervous about I, it. I don't I don't know. Know. I, one, one of mine, I'm kind of worried. Is I'm thinking Manton might give me a stinker. Honestly, too. I'm so, I, I love my movies so much. I don't really care if you guys don't enjoy them. Fair enough. Yeah, it doesn't take anything away from it. But no, no, they're fun to talk about. Yeah, and I want to I want to kind of iterate here that these aren't necessarily well. Okay, these are certainly some of my favorite movies. But I also have like a weird like, I don't know, uh, a weird zeitgeist going on where like my favorite movies are going to be different a year from now sure. that they that, that that were a year ago. These are these are like currently the movies that I'm super fucking into. Uh, yeah. And, and there's yeah, one still, time I thought Boondock Saints was good. You know? Know? I mean, yeah, I don't want to go <laughs> that far. Devin was never that. Dumb. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm always gonna love Hell or High Water. I'm always gonna love Heat. But um, I I, I watch 
like basically the same 10 movies for a year and then the next year will be a, a different 10 movies and right now for me it's the Mission Impossible movies which if I could have given you Real all Christmas, goddamn somebody. if I could give you all six of those movies I would have loved if you did Rogue waiting Nation. on you to just mandate that we do Fast and Furious for two episodes I mean that too I mean uh, if I could make you guys do all Fast I will and Furious, not have the same I knew love for Fast and Furious <laughs> I only had three picks I actually might but um, these three movies are the ones that were speaking to me at the, at the very moment which will be different than ne- uh, next year obviously um, we should do this every year we should absolutely. It. It, it might be a January uh, theme. We should do that. That's great. Uh, it's like a refresher for the year. And mm-hmm. um, Hell or High Water is my next pick, and this is one that has been speaking to me for about um, a year and a half now, and one that I've seen uh, since it came out in 2016, probably six, seven, eight times. Um, this one was also uh, nominated for best best um, picture in 2016. Actually, oh, was it really? Cool. Yeah. Man, uh, how did I never fucking hear about this? I know, thing? right? Um, I definitely—it's it, one of those ones that I definitely heard about, but it, it was one of the, like you know how when you hear about like Oscars and stuff and Best Picture, a yeah, lot of them, whatever. a lot of them just kind of fly oh, past absolutely. you, and you yeah. don't really want to. Yeah. You kind of. Um, uh, thank God, my 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 roommate and, and good friend Ben made me watch this. Uh, this is uh, directed by Dave McKenzie, who I don't have much to speak on, but he did, we did, did perfect just, sense, which yes. we just did recently. It was and really very liked. good. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, but more importantly for me. Uh, was written by Taylor Sheridan, who has uh, quickly become my favorite writer in Hollywood also right now. He's hot. And he's a very good looking man. We, we saw him. He, he is a cowboy. In the movie. He's a cowboy in the movie. Um, and he also wrote and directed Wind River recently, which is a fantastic. Mm. From uh, would you for, have done that if you hadn't kind of made us watch it already? What's that? Wind River. Uh, you we, just we, kept you kept recommending oh, Wind River yes, so much to us that yes, would you have done you, that? Yeah, absolutely. You, no, not not instead, but I might have done both yeah. actually. Um, but Wind River is great. I'm glad you didn't do both because they feel pretty similar to me. They are very similar. Yeah. Um, but this one is not uh, directed by him. Uh, he also I want to make sure. Oh, did he direct Wind River too? Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. It's basically for for all intents and purposes his directorial debut. He did some really bullshit movies before that. Um, sorry, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> in case we <laughs> ever start listening to this, yeah. In case we ever get him on, um, for. For me, he's my fucking dream uh, true detective dream writer. Mm-hmm. He's my dream boy. If there's a true detective season four, um, I would love him to direct, to, to write and direct it. He's he, I feel like he's cut out and he's the perfect guy for that. And that's why I fucking love this guy so much because I want to explain why I chose this movie. It has very true detective vibes. I love dark, again, gritty crime movies. I love them set in very... Um, remote areas of my own country because it's weird for me to live in my own country and then know that there's places it's a big fucking within, country. yeah it's a huge yeah. motherfucking country and know that it, within my own you know within my own uh, country there's places that I would not be able to interact or understand these people there are horses at gas stations <laughs> while we have bright green lime green mustangs filling up their tank while we have horses fucking boys, yeah. yeah absolutely and it's really interesting and very cool to me and it's foreign to me and of we course, have some of that here we that, do, yeah, and that's what we've makes, got it all here. <laughs> that's what people love about. We're it. in Kentucky. We're talking about like we're fucking cosmopolitan. Well, to be fair, I, I just Louisville wanna, is kind sure of like a is, yeah. very sure. It's an oasis. I want to share one of my favorite things. That. We went to Dallas that one year, and we were at a random bar, and this guy, the guy, the bartender asked us. He's like. You all are way too polite. Where are you from? And we said, "Well, we're from Kentucky." He's like, "Oh shit, y'all are Southerners." I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Motherfucker!" It's very Kentucky's beautiful. I don't want to. I don't. Uh, I love Kentucky. Like when I was in Seattle it. recently, I, I told someone I was from Kentucky, and he was like, "You don't look like you're from Kentucky." I was like, "What do people? Wow. What am I supposed to look like?" You got shoes understand. on. That's basically that's we, basically I've what I think it is. So many times. Louisville yeah. is, yeah. is the Austin of Kentucky. I mean, like oh, Texas is a big, big, very you know whatever state, and you have Austin. Let's talk about. Yeah, we should. We should. But I wanted. But I wanted to finish. That I, I, that's why I chose this movie. Uh, I love shit where where I'm, I'm I'm freaked out about the unknown in my own in my own country, and it's it's interesting to see that. But this is not a horror movie. Uh, it is Hell or High Water. It's a modern day western. 
Um, and you can talk about it. What is it? Uh, Devin, you just said, I love shit, and I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to save that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a nice <laughs> sound. Yeah. Gonna be you got, you sound got a lot blue. of work ahead of you for this one. I do. Uh, so, uh, Hell or High Water is, like I said earlier, it's kind of like a small-scale version of Heat. We have two brothers who are pulling off uh, bank heists, and not just one bank heist, but multiple bank heists. Um, they've basically got a scheme going. you got the smart brother, played by Chris Pine. You've got the uh, more go-getter loose brother, cannon. loose cannon, yeah, uh, played by Ben Foster. Foster. Is that correct? Yep. Um, we've also got uh, our own, just like Heat. We also follow the cops as well. We've got uh, Jeff Bridges, who plays just uh, uh, exactly what you're picturing—a right. sheriff in Texas and very and sharp, though. Everything that that comes along with that, sure, yeah. Uh, and we've also got his partner, Alberto. I'm not actually sure of the actor's hey, name. He's the dad from Wind River. He's phenomenal. Is he Native American? Uh, uh, Gil Birmingham is his name. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, he's he's supposed to be a Native American and Mexican. Yes, um, yes. So anyways, uh, basically, we are seeing these two different parties uh, kind of be at odds with each other. Uh, we've got the, the bank robbers who are, we find out they're kind of trying to solve some issues with their mother's estate um, and some land that she owns uh, and, and some financial troubles that she's in. And we kind of see some detective work uh, from the cops who are trying to sort of trail them down. And of course, things do come to a head uh, in, in a bombastic way. It's funny you bring up he. I didn't really think about it much when we were watching it, but this movie literally has two sets of characters that are just literally uh, just pushing against each other. You have the two cops that are always arguing and mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. and trying to catch these bad guys. And then you have the bad guys that are literally always bickering well, yeah. and arguing. This, this is a modern Western version and, of Heat. And the beauty of this movie is it's the it's a very toned down, low scale version of Heat where yeah, Heat, is. they're doing $14 million heists. Right. Yeah. And this one, they're, they're trying, to, they're trying to get thousands, thousands of thousands. Yeah, they're trying to get That's thousands it. of dollars per, per score. So, so, so yeah, robbing the bank to pay back the bank, uh, yeah. which is, I think is a really fun it's dynamic very, of this. Not yeah. fun necessarily, well, but can, like... It's ironic. That. It's fine. Yeah. So, so Chris Pine is basically trying to to pay off, uh, you know, some some really shit loans that the bank gave them uh, after their mother died, and uh, and this is all revealed, you know, kind of later on. But he's trying to do it basically for really justifiable and yeah. good reasons. Like he's he's got his head on his shoulders, where his brother does not. Right. But his brother does it out of duty to him. Uh, and out of just kind of love of the yes. the the heist, he uh, he likes robbing, yeah, he likes shooting, he's a piece he of shit. Killing. Yeah, but he also loves his brother. Yeah, yeah, clearly yeah, he has two loves: his brother yeah. and killing people. Shoot. Um, one thing that I I immediately really liked about this movie is that how much it reminded me of True Detective, which is yeah. a compliment because True. the movie starts out and like Devin said, you've kind of got this gritty Texas town, and I I love that as they're driving down, they have like B roll footage of just billboards talking about debt and shit. I can't imagine mm-hmm. how many rows they had to drive down to find these billboards. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it does a good job of setting the tone, right? And as soon as we see these brothers rob a bank for petty cash, it uh, obviously you almost kind of empathize with, with them at the same time as you're sure, wondering like, why the hell the they're bank. doing it. Because, well, I mean, fuck the bank, but also you're just like, this is really sad, right? This movie yeah. has a very dark, just a line running through it where you're like, these guys are literally risking everything for some fucking petty ass For cash. like a hundred bucks. Like, and I do right. want to say, even though Dylan's kind of ex- explained eventually why it's revealed, they, they do kind of ha- have that as a mystery for a little bit, but it's not a, not much of a spoiler. I, I, I wanted yeah. to bring that up because to me, that was one of the greatest things about this movie yeah. is that it immediately starts out with a little bit of action. We rob a bank, right? Cool. Yeah. I, I get it. But as we go through, they keep obviously hinting that there's something that we're trying to do, right? Yes. And even the cops are saying they must be trying to get a certain amount, right? Yeah. And the whole time you're wondering, what is it? What is it? What is it? 
and of course it's just a simple little mystery but it's it's just nice that it kind of keeps you going and and with, with coupled with the fact that we're trying to do multiple heists over and over and you get the there's idea, like an escalation there and you get the idea that at least one of the two brothers isn't as big a piece of shit to where he's just doing this yeah, for the yeah. fucking juice of it like he's not they, just, they, they tell you that and sell that pretty quickly yeah, but yeah. it's uh, what i think you said this is like heat on a small scale and i think for a large part that is true too but heat also kind of relies on the similarities between the two yeah. characters more and sure. like their mm-hmm. interactions mm-hmm. and this isn't really about Not that like no. jeff bridges is you know kind of chasing them and he's the the wise one and you got chris pine sure. kind of you know egging this on and he's the wise one of that but other than that the similarities aren't yeah. fully there until they kind of coalesce later and i think that's actually one of the stronger parts of this is that we get both stories kind of on their own and yeah you it's almost like and in some cases actually like two ships passing like they're just sure. moving past each other they're going in parallel they don't know who each other is really. they, they literally pass each other yeah. At yeah but you know that it's going to because this mm-hmm. is the kind of movie that this is that they're gonna sure. they're gonna collide at some point um and the movie waits a very long time for that and i'm very yep. glad that it does yeah same because what it spends most of its time on is just character moments like yes. between uh especially ben yeah. foster and, and chris pine yeah uh between um uh jeff bridges and his partner uh and all of those are just they sing god damn the script yeah, is so absolutely. fucking good it is yeah and i i started to wonder and honestly i would have been okay with this but i throughout the movie i started to wonder like is this one of those movies where Ultimately, there's not really a, a, a strict storyline to speak of. We just kind of watch these characters. Yeah. And I, and I really, I legitimately thought that maybe we wouldn't even have like a collision or whatever. Right. And it, it ends up doing that in sort of like a tasteful way or, or like a more interesting way, I should say. Like, it's not, you know, it's not just action scenes just to be there. Yeah. They are for a purpose. And even just little touches about it, like um, towards the end where we have like civilians getting involved in this yeah. just hilariously <laughs> sad, but also it, it darkly funny way. It's just... Yeah. Uh, they 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 really nail, in my opinion, they really nail the second half of this film. This yeah. feels like an earnest Coen Brothers movie. It, yeah. it, is not, it reminds me a lot of uh, No Country for Old Men. I mean, yeah, that's, that's why I'm super and, into and that's it why, too. like, No Country, I think, is one of their best movies because mm-hmm. it is not up its own ass. Like, it's yeah. not yeah. like trying to get across Absolutely, a message yeah. or trying to like do anything other than just show you what's happening. This, this feels like it has messages. It in does, there. but it is so deft at how it deals yeah. with them that it's not just saying like, "Oh, here's a snarky line that you can tell we wrote this." as good as the script is, doesn't really feel written. It right. feels super naturalistic. Yeah. And, well, there's, there's, there's even a great diner scene. There's even a point. Yeah. We were debating whether they, they go to this, <laughs> this T-bone, the T-bone diner. Yeah. And they wonder if the waitress was actually uh, just oh, someone. God. They just, if found, she literally worked yeah. there what or if she was an actress. <laughs> um, it's I, like something out of a Coen's brothers movie, but well, it doesn't feel manufactured. Just, yeah, and sure, again, like, yeah. I, I choose these movies and these shows to watch you detective, etc. No country. Because this is a part of the of the world that I don't understand. Yeah, that's right. But that's what, what it up. does so well is it, it it shows you what West Texas might be like. And Fucking that, depressing. And, and, and sure, <laughs> depressing, dark. But also, it shows you these little moments where it's like there's I a know tiny little about- bit of humanity in Texas. Believe it or not. There's yeah, well, no, it, you just- don't you don't doubt it altogether. And and like it it wrestles with characters who are as big of a shit heel as his brother is, who is still somehow kind of identifiable like i love him because they, get, they him. get a lot of moments where we get to see them you know joking around and having yeah, fun yeah. like this would be i think like he, he kills it ben foster and he's always yeah. incredible they yeah. do they do a good job of showing someone that's a racist murdering piece of shit yeah absolutely and then and showing, like, i kind of like that guy. the next thing you're like oh he's not all bad yeah and then he shoots somebody in the head the next thing you're like oh fuck that guy and then the next thing he does something to redeem well, because it. it makes you think about because of the setting that it's in like how much of this is circumstance like these people yeah. probably all of them would yes. have been better people absolutely if been given a chance like environment they, shapes the man and 
I think that's. They, I just want. I just want to say, like, I think that's the biggest thing to me. Like, yeah. Again, tying back to True Detective, but the world here, like you said, Dev and and, and yeah. Dylan, is the world is a character in this movie. Yeah, and West Texas is that's the what main, I'm major character. I every single that. every single scene, we might see some people, but we see the background too. We see everything that's yeah. there. There's fucking there's nothing. a scene where, where, where there's a huge fire and a bunch of cattle kind of escaping, and it has nothing scene. to do with it's no uh, crux of the movie by any stretch. It's just there to show you world building. This is yeah. This is West Texas. It's like, just a way for the writer to put himself in the movie. <laughs> Well, also he's that was that was really funny, but it felt it felt all right. But I like that because because yeah. he's he's just saying like this is what West Texas is like because I don't fucking know what it's like. I'll admit it, I don't know. I've been to Austin, I've been to Dallas. I love, I love how we're Texas, talking yeah. about our country. Yeah. Like I don't know what it's like over there. But we no, I've seen yeah. King of the Hill. There you go. <laughs> actually, no, that's a, a good touch point because it has a, a similar amount of respect for its characters. Yeah, that is the sure. reason that I love King of the Hill is that it's not like taking shots Absolutely. at Texas necessarily. It's like yeah, there's some fucked up stuff here. Yeah, it's not great. But these characters are worth following, and this movie makes you like just just glom onto them and want to know everything they're going to do. I, I think that's part of it is that I mean they introduced the flaws for everybody pretty early on. I mean you know Jeff Bridges, his partner, and uh, he's a piece these, of shit too. These two brothers. I mean, oh yeah, Jeff Bridges, Sheriff Bridges. Everybody is, a, is kind of a piece of shit. racist, but you know, in the weird like old man lovable it, Texas it's kind bizarre, of way. Yeah, yeah. But they don't play that for like laughs necessarily too because his no, yeah. dynamic with his partner. Like I love the scene of them in the you, hotel you, and his yeah, partner's like yeah, just that. trying to he's fucking go it. to sleep. He's yeah. like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like I can't. They, I can't they, say they anything about friends, this. Uh, yeah, oh, they but they're friends. still friends. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, you're always rooting against, rooting against, and four people in different scenes. You don't, you don't yeah, really know, yeah, and yeah. I think that just keeps you engaged. I want to, I want to bring up. We were talking about Ben Foster and how fucking incredible he is as an actor, but. Uh, I mean, I think he's probably the best character. Him or Jeff Bridges, like they're both fucking. Like, Chris, I might actually go to bat for Chris Pine in this one. He's he's I so really good. But yeah, yeah, he's very good. But I was gonna say, like, as good as he is, and as good as he is in general, and as famous as he is in general, I, I he's also kind of just quiet guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm missed, I'm I'm all on Ben Foster's camp, or or uh, or or of course Jeff Bridges, but Jeff Bridges. but. I mean, he's incredible, but yeah. Ben Foster, like this, uh, again, there's a scene where he visits his mom's bedroom where, where yeah. she had been living and dying for the, for the last, you know, few months. And he has an incredible, like one of the first scenes and you're just like, God damn, that dude can act. But also for his character, you're like, this guy is, he, he he's fucking conflicted. Like yeah. he's a he, sad man. He, he goes through all of the emotions in that scene. Yeah. And just, yes. Because his mom ooh. hated him. He loved his mom. And the reason his mom hated him is because he stood up. He's a for, piece of shit. Well, no, no. <laughs> his reason his mom hated him is because he, he stood up that, yeah. for the yeah. man who had been beating her. Right. So he was the one, his mom would get mad at him because he would fucking clash with the, with his stepdad. He would, he would hit his mom. So obviously Ben Foster fucking or his character. There's, um, there's a lot going on in yeah. very few words. And I think yes. that's one of the other, yeah. like the, the, the drawing yes. nature of this script yeah. is, is so good. There's like six lines that explains all of that. Right. Anything that just doesn't a couple shots of yeah, that need that more time yeah. doesn't get more time and it actually leaves room for this movie to breathe for the scenery for the yeah. the side characters that we get like this is kind of a road trip in a way but it's also like one of those road trips where you're with a, a good friend and you don't have to say something the entire time. Yeah. You don't have to explain everything. It's yeah. just there. There, there, is, there is a scene where he goes into that, that bedroom and then talks outside with his brother. It's probably three minutes and you're like I understand Ben Foster's character story, yeah. and and again it's it, he, he he went to jail why did he go to jail why did he become a piece of shit because he fucking shot his dad why did he shoot his dad because he beat his mom why does his mom hate him because he beat his dad it took Devin longer I mean, to explain that than the movie actually absolutely, does yeah, yeah that's absolutely. actually funny when you put it that and, way and, and that is the brilliance of this fucking guy uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan which I wish uh, this hunk of a cowboy would write more goddamn movies 
and direct more movies at this he point. He might. You never know. But yeah, and and, and that's uh, we we've kind of not even got to the to the point of talking about how there 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 are clashes that that come about towards the end of the movie. There are those quote unquote action sequences that I generally want in these kind of gritty crime movies. But again, you kind of don't want them but to happen either. Ex- at that point, you're, you're like, conflicted. I love I love everybody. I love yeah. everybody, but. As a fucking uh, a cinephile, as you will, mm, yes, I, I did. <laughs> yes, I will. A fruity file, actually. As somebody who loves these kind of movies, I do need to see those confrontations, and you sure. get some of that too. But a get, but it, the characters are, are key in They're this payoff, one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't want to say anything really about the end of nope. this movie. No, but no, it no, is, no, it is dynamite. Dynamite. The the very very end is very so good fucking too. good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, the whole last act, uh, whatever, from beginning to end. Th- this is my review. Strong Jim, guys. What? Weird. I'm going to give this one Strong Jim, the Did one that I chose that as one of my favorite oh. movies. Uh, this is one of the better movies to come out in the past five years. Uh, and thank God it got the credit it did for at least getting a, a nod uh, with the Oscars as best uh, picture. Taylor Sheridan is a guy to fucking watch. Um, he, I hope he starts directing more movies, too, because uh, Wind River was incredible. But this movie, I, I just can find myself watching it over and over again. It's got the perfect balance of dark, gritty crime and levity and, and comedy that it's I want. It's a funny movie. I don't think yeah. we sold that. We really. were laughing yeah. out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, has, it has its funny yes. moments for sure. And if you listen to this, po- or this podcast, and I feel like I, I can't say this enough, I'm a, a fucking obsessed with True Detective. And anything that emulates anything close to that. Uh, I'm into it. I'm not saying this movie like took a page out of its book or by any means or any stretch, but totally, I think it's in the same vein. Though. Totally, yeah. it's so similar. Dark Americana. Dark Americana, funny, you know, whatever, etc. Gritty. This is that to a fucking T. It's a fucking masterpiece for me, and it's and it's just I I I can recommend this to anybody who isn't going to be turned off by something a little bit darker. Um, even though this is one of the least dark movies we've talked about on this podcast. I mean, we do talk about horror movies. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is when we're talking about Wind River or Sicario it's or no movie, Wind River. It's very, yeah. Wind River is Wind a River's lot yeah, more brutal. Exactly. Sicario is a lot yeah. more brutal. Yes, and Taylor Sheridan wrote both those movies. So this is probably the least dark of his movies, even though there is some darkness to it. I think it's promising. Fucking, he, can, yeah. he can get out of there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch up the rotation here. Man, sure. you can talk about it next. Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna rank these at some point, right? Yeah, we'll be right after this. Okay. Um, so I won't say anything on that, but uh, this one was really good. Uh, I I wasn't really sure what to expect, and honestly, when it first started, the first I wasn't grabbed in the first like twenty minutes or so. I was like, you know, we've we've kind of seen this, like, okay, the two brothers on the run, like this has kind of been done. Kind of waste to play its hand. It does, and 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 by the by the end of it, I was actually kind of okay with that. It, it's a slow burn that does have that uh, payoff at the end, both in you know the visceral way, but also in sort of the uh, intellectual way, the 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 way that you kind of just it's a smart ass movie. When when it ends, you kind of. I, I wish maybe there's a word for that feeling. I'm sure there's some obscure French word for that feeling that you <laughs> it's, get. It's a, it's a chef kissing his fingers. <laughs> it's like when you when you end when you end a film and it ends in a way that is simultaneously satisfying, but leaves things open ended as well. And sure. it, and it really just lets you sit there and kind of stew in, in your thoughts about and it. You and you love that shit. I love that. It is. It is my shit. And I and I love when when movies do that. And actually, I think. All three of your movies, or at least two of them, have done that. Sure, I can't yeah. remember yeah. if Heat really did. Uh, um, he had a pretty exclusive yeah. Truman Show kind of did that a little bit sure. too, and I and I and I love endings like that, especially when they're done very very well. And I think this one's done very well. So uh, yeah, this is a, this is a strong gem for me, Dylan. Yeah, I love this thing. Uh, Wind River sold me mm-hmm. on uh, on Taylor Sheridan, and this one made me a Sheriff fan. Uh, this is, <laughs> 
this is uh, the one that really got me to realize this guy's a phenomenal writer. He's like incredible. This, this script is, uh, you know, to Unreal. say nothing about the rest of the movie, this script is just goddamn dynamite. It is so good. Um, and it feels like a, like an old, like a mammoth play or something like it is just something that clips along and is just about good characters. Like, and, yeah. and all, but all the stuff around it is so good too. the scenery, the music, the, the uh the the, the sis- sense of place that you get the the west texas as a character uh, there's a lot fucking going on in this movie uh which is a movie of comparatively few words and and yeah. pretty simple honestly uh it's highly recommended i really really like this thing all right booster wrap it up it's hard it's hard to follow that dylan pretty much nailed it um i think that this for me is a movie that i need to stew on for a bit after seeing it that first time, I, I'm not uh, stricken with it, but I know that I watched something great. I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I enjoyed it. And I think that kind of like, man, that took me a little bit to get on. Like as soon as I was on board, as soon as I met all my characters and kind of knew what I was playing with, then I could just focus. And, uh, you know, once we started getting into the meat of the mystery, I think that the movie got really, really interesting. And I think that once you get time to see these characters and start to grow to love them and, and hate them at the same time, like you feel conflicted and interested and up until the very end, like you're just so invested in everybody and everything that you're, you're almost terrified to see the ending. And I think like man said, the ending is probably my, the very last scenes are probably my favorite mm-hmm. in the whole movie, just because of everything that's happened and everything that could still happen. This is a movie that feels like it, it could have kept going. Like, I, I mm-hmm. don't know. I just felt like I could have gotten more and uh, it, it's definitely a good movie. It's a gem for me. Sweet. Hello. High water. Uh, I chose 12 gems uh, basically overall Ooh, guys. Wow, weird. Weird. Nailed it. That's crazy. I would Can't be so, it. I, a would, gem miner over I would bring it home with me and be upset for days. <laughs> if somebody was just like, mm, stinker for any of those movies, <laughs> I'd take it to heart. Um, no, no, this, uh, this movie's incredible. So let's, uh, instead of uh, in lieu of a game, we'll just do a ranking of these three movies and it's going to be really difficult for me. In fact, even now I don't really know exactly. You want to go, go last? I will go last. Um, but, uh, has anybody seen anybody else besides me had seen two of these three movies before going into this? I had not seen no. any of them. Okay. I'd only seen Truman Show. So basically nobody had really seen any of these movies. We'd seen maybe one of them or so. But... I'd only seen Heat. Okay, there we go. And um, we'll start off with uh, Bluster, if you were to rank those three movies. All right. Uh, number three for me would be Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it's not a great movie. It's just less initially gripping. Sure. And um, it made me a little bit sad. Uh, for my own personal life. Uh, two would be Hell or High Water. Great movie. Need some time to stew. I, I, this, I could have predicted this one. I, I like think I, I think I prefer Sicario and uh, Wind River. Both of those movies are fucking mind-blowing. Absolutely. And uh, he stands up. Like, I knew I, he did it I could have talked about. I could have <laughs> talked about Heat. I was like, been I, in heat about I was fucking sweating the second time I watched it. I could talk about Heat for another hour. It's, it's an amazing movie. I just... I wish it was easier to sell, uh, sadly. It was amazing to watch Heat with you for the first time. God, it, that was such a fucking experience. I was worried that it wouldn't live up. I'm so glad it, it, it did. did. All right, Dylan. These are already going to be quite different because I think my number three is Heat. Um, I admire the shit out of the movie. Sure. I think it's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably not something I'll ever rewatch I again. I this too, actually. Um, Damn. And, uh, you know, like I like it a lot, but I, I, I did my time with Heat, and I'm glad I did. I can move on from it sure. now. <laughs> you uh, never have to watch it again. Second, I think, is Truman Show, which is a movie that I, I really love, uh, but is uh, was not new to me, I think, right. in this 
one. And I think based just on like recency bias here too. Hell or High Water gets my number one. Nice. Uh, it was, I was blown away actually. I'm so by happy the movie. to hear that. And, you know, surprised for something that is unassuming as it is, mm-hmm. how much it already is sticking with me and how much I like it. Uh, so yeah, that's my number one. Glad to hear that. Um, even though they're all three of movies I like a lot. Yeah, glad to hear you like these good movies. <laughs> Manton? Uh, for me, number three is going to be Truman Show. <laughs> I, I, I liked it well enough, but it just wasn't really completely my thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Number two is going to be Heat, um, just because, I, well, I really liked it. I don't know. It didn't really it didn't really get my brain pumping in the way that Hell or High Water did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's something about Hell or High Water that, that really connected for me. Even I would say even despite the fact that it has maybe some of the same issues as Heat. It kind of like, does. You could yeah. really apply a lot of the same uh, good things and bad things sure, yeah. uh, from Heat to Hell or High Water. But I think Hell or High Water just has that little extra something, that little bit of weirdness that i think kind of uh makes it stick out in my mind obviously it's been one fucking hour since we watched (laughs) it but but still um i think it just kind of works for me personally a little better i think unlike heat it's just so focused i think that's really good for it's a much easier sell i think for that reason too i I have no answer for this uh but i'm going to tell you exactly what if i were to go home right now and put on one of those three movies having just watched them all recently, what I would put on. Uh, this this has nothing to do with my overall thoughts, I feel like, but that's the only way I can think about doing this. Um, if I were to go home and put on one of those movies, I think the least one I would put on, the one I would uh, least likely to put on is going to be Heat. And then after that uh, would be Truman Show, and the one that I could probably put on literally having just watched it an hour ago would be Hell or High Water. I think I might <laughs> just go home and make Megan watch this. I mean, Damn. yeah. It's a movie that I, I probably watched uh, two weeks ago, and I'll do it again. I don't give a fuck. It's amazing. Trying to stop me. Good. I wanted to go home and make Kelsey watch Heat, but I was like, I can't. Oh, I also, can't do another three hours. Listeners, this is great too because this is also on uh, Netflix. So if you all want of to, these I are, think they? they. Oh my god! Are, yeah. All three of these movies. Thank are you, on Netflix. Netflix. Yes, Netflix sponsor us. Give us money. They're not, they're not gonna do that. No, they're not. <laughs> they have bird. They have bird bots. <laughs> but holy shit! So we have a couple themes going on here. We got the Netflix theme. We also have the the title mentioned in the movie. Also theme. the solid ass <laughs> endings. Good endings. And, and Devin likes these movies. Theme. Also, uh, somewhere oh, yeah. the True Detective theme. Uh, uh, except for Truman, Truman Show. shows just Truman like yeah. just detective? Nope, not Truman detective. detective oh boy uh, uh, okay the last thing we're gonna do before we get out of here is we're gonna get that announcement from Bluster oh yeah here we go I'm excited here we go I don't know yeah, cool. oh, next God. episode what is it I, I thought about alive, this a lot alive, I, have, I had two of them lined up one of the third one should I, we try to predict them no 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 okay one of them is you guys know some we have a good idea but I wanna hear them right now alright so we're gonna do Blade Runner 2049 fuck yes for sure cause Dev you need to watch it I haven't seen it I have not seen it Akira, I think you've all seen it. But yeah, I've, not, been a long, I've not seen long it. Time. Oh, perfect, oh, okay. perfect. That's good, probably the good. one that you're most likely to not like. So we'll see. And then the last one is just, just Drive. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, it's Just Drive. What's Just, just Drive? Just Drive. It's a new movie. Just Drive is solid. Ryan I actually Gosling. was I was debating doing Drive myself. Those are three really. Good, that's a, that's a, that's a. You got a neon theme going on. Yeah, right? there's, yeah. there's yeah. definitely a niche yeah. there. Like yeah. there, there's a theme yeah. there yeah. for e- sure. Each of them has affected me in different ways. We'll talk about it more in the next. Yeah, sure. Retro wave aesthetic. I'm so fucking. Yeah, this dude definitely loves retro, retro wave. wave uh, retro it's wave true. Synthy fucking neon. It's absolutely true, and I'm so fucking excited to just. Damn, I'm watch excited those about this. Yeah, yeah. So we're watching those this week together, guys. I have to, Devin. I have to watch Blade Runner with you for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that needs that needs that. Let yeah. me know. Uh, we might need to do it here, man, just because we need the sound. 
I don't know. Like, it's a doozy. Well, I, I have yeah. the new projector, and I'm. I just have. I have a screen can, coming no, tomorrow. No, we cannot so. do projector no, no, this no, one now. I need. I, I need full on fucking like, like for Blade Runner. Yes. Why would you not want to? Because it's like one of the most visually astounding movies. I, like it's, it's a 1080p projector. I know, but I, I still That's think it might lose. It might lose a little bit. I don't. I have Blu-rays. I think you guys on a plus side. I've got Blu-rays for all three. Yeah. You got Blu-rays for all three? Of course, I fucking damn. You're a baller. I need to be able to watch them at a moment's notice. I don't have. I don't have time to go fucking rent this on Amazon Prime. If you suck the right dude's dick over on Amazon, you can watch. You have to do that for Amazon Prime. Yes. You do now. You haven't been sucking uh, the CEO's dick. No. What the Wait fuck? a second! I've been doing it for no reason. At I fly to Seattle every time I want to watch it. Do you dick. think Jeff Bezos' dick is as bald as his head is? Oh god! Is that we're gonna talk Damn, about? Damn! Right I'm actually fascinated. Do you think All he right. has skin? Cubes? Well, you sucked him off, right? Well, I was always in the dark. All right, right? Manton. Uh, before we I get out it was of here. Him. You need to play that Truman Show song from one of the intro to the outro. <laughs> you need to edit out the last Fuck. name of that guy I talked about. You oh. need to get a sound bit of me saying something about shit. We gotta write this shit. down. What was the thing about, I said about shit that you wanted to get a, a sound bit of me? So I, like shit. I like shit. I like shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you did say that. And there's probably something else you gotta do. You can just it. isolate it for him at the end and do a little I like shit. Oh, we also gotta put in that Improv for Humans uh, sound, uh, shout out. So man, get to work. Man, get the goddamn work on cut out. Cut out all the racist stuff Blutzer said. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not Jeff Bridges. Come on. On behalf of the horrible crew, thanks for listening and stay spooky or stay good movie watching. Stay this good time. Stay, stay fruity. Movie. Good movie. Why are we getting spooky ghost noises? Because I don't know what to do. Can't shake it. I don't want to do anything. Can't take the spooky out of the boy. shit.